Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Solero Commerce. You know the name, you know the drill. They've been with us since the very beginning, and they got some great new technology coming through. So if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. All right, boys and girls, episode 95 of the Black Flag Podcast about to drop here. Uh, as always, I'm Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn III. Across from the table from me is Brad Saucier. That's at B Sauce 96. Together, we are at Black Flag Pod on all things social media. That's a Twitter account. That's an Instagram account. We're on Facebook. Head on over to the Patreon app to uh, get the uh, the exclusive content over there, where you can be a Black Flag Patreon premium pal or whatever the hell it is that we're going to call it uh that's uh dis- discounts on merchandise exclusive content uh be able to interact with us a little bit easier than uh, any other way so uh again episode 95 that's fucking lightning mcqueen pal yeah yeah that that's him <laughs> that's uh chris rebel mike chris, mcdowell yeah matt benedetto you get it all those ones so uh we've got a, a pretty stout uh show coming coming here for you uh we we actually recorded an interview with uh, uh, the one and only Mamba Smith. Met him down at uh, Pensacola for for uh, the Snowball Derby. So uh, that, that's a pretty pretty healthy interview, I think, that we had there. Uh, yeah, show. back-to-back uh, solid shows, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, a little, you know, this whole week has been kind of wild. So the, the show with Noah, needless to say, is already our most listened to show of all time. I was just checking out the stats, actually, so... Um, that show is sitting at 1,212 listens right now. Um, to put that into perspective, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows ever that have gone over a thousand listens. Um, and the second most listened to one is uh, there's some interesting names here. <laughs> it tastes like milk that's already been in someone else's mouth. That uh, that's, that's a, it. That's a Bobby quote, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's 1,072. Um, Spencer committed a fallopian crime is at 1059 uh what do we got here you look pretty i said you look shitty good night denise that <laughs> is at 1046 as long as the swords don't touch you're good featuring steve perry that is at 1042 hotter than a nun in a cucumber patch featuring <laughs> greg emerson is at 1034 pimpin' ain't easy featuring mike ordway jr is at 1031 well you gotta respect him. <laughs> is at one thousand and twenty. The gang's back together. Is at one thousand and eleven. And Chris Smith and his sad trombone is at one thousand and four. Those are all those shows. All those shows. If you have to go back and listen, you get bored throughout the week. Go back and listen to some of those. Yeah, some, none of the ones that you just said actually really suck, from what I can remember. No, um, I mean I, the the it tastes like milk that's already been in someone else's mouth. Was uploaded over a year ago, October twenty first of twenty nineteen. Um, there are actually three or four of these that were uploaded back in twenty nineteen. Um, so the show that's seven days old, being at twelve hundred or twelve, yeah, twelve hundred twelve, is uh pretty good. 
not not a bad week whatsoever no. and and actually so we get uh updates every week every monday of how many listens we got throughout the week usually so this is through like out all of the episodes um so obviously the noah show being at twelve twelve, then you know whatever else people listen to and we had over so i think the highest we've ever had is like 1300 1400 maybe um throughout a seven day period and we were just sitting a little less than 2200 uh when i went to go check so it's pretty that wild. definitely doesn't suck <laughs> Yeah, that was, a, that was a good episode. There's, I haven't heard anything negative really about it except I blew everyone's fucking doors off with the sensor <laughs> beep because the, the, the first time I did it, you could still kind of hear what was said and like, I ain't trying to get people canceled, you know, right. so I had to fucking do that. I was Honestly, I was sitting at work with an AirPod and I think that my... Uh, it might fucking eardrum definitely exploded too. So we, we've never, never once even claimed to know what we're doing or do it in a, a professional manner by oh any God, means. There's so. nothing professional about us. Pal. Oh Christ. My God. No, I literally just bled the furnace because we ran out of heating oil. Today. Yeah. So like they're literally, I mean, we've been getting pretty boozed up on <laughs> seltzers this week. Like I, I tweeted yesterday that I've had more seltzer beers in the last seven days than in my entire life combined. And honestly, in the last 48 hours, probably just that you know yeah I, more, I, more seltzer beers so i had my fair share and I, I don't seltzer i'm not a seltzer guy i don't seltzer often he turns into a seltzer guy by the end of this interview yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of wild actually so you'll you'll definitely hear part of that you'll hear the story of who uh dylan slash mama smith is kid out of vermont it's truly a christmas uh, miracle truly we got fucking boozed up yesterday to the point where charles so there was <laughs> first off, I, I was given one job on behalf of the black flag podcast i would just like to say that uh, to drink responsibly because there was nothing <laughs> responsible about what we did last night because <laughs> Charlie blew a motor at like I don't know nine thirty, no, and uh, well, I went to bed and then woke up and then did that and then went back to bed. Okay, so Charlie went to yeah. bed at nine thirty, um, blew a motor, and uh, <laughs> then went back to bed. Just parked it, parked it for the night, yeah. and uh, I stayed up and I took a picture of a uh, tower, and I, I was like, you know, this this thing, I'm gonna finish it. Like I'm determined. Um, had a couple empty cans that were sitting next to the couch that I could add on, so I'm like, all right. So I put those two up, and I'm like, well, shit, the, I still need to drink like six more. Yeah. Challenge accepted. I mean, these things are like fucking juicy juices. See, so I, I, I fucked up though. I fell asleep. Yeah. That's where I fucked yeah. up. If I had stayed awake, I would have been fine. But I passed out in Lazy Boy. You wake up with the spins. You're like, oh no, what's going on? Y- here? You know, I. It, it is. It. I didn't do it right. I wish I. And again, I, honestly, I don't seltzer often. I wish I did what you did. Um, <laughs> because so, I don't know necessarily what happened, but I had a medical event. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the tower like, like a stroke or what uh, happened? literally maybe I don't know uh finished the tower went to bed this is probably like one I woke up at six having to urine like you read about walked my way up the stairs to the the, the toilet urined went as I was going to turn around to leave said bathroom I just passed out <laughs> just I just pa- I just fell down like you know that you know was the, this like an instant thing and they got back up or did you stay in the tub for you a know <laughs> no I didn't fall into the tub that would have hurt fuck you because um, I went into the bathroom and it, the whole shower curtain was like on the floor yeah well I didn't fall into the tub oh, that I wasn't you gra- no that that was part of oh, the damage was it just wasn't the, it wasn't I didn't fall into the fucking tub <laughs> uh, which is wild so the bathroom has like a three foot clearance between you're smashing your skull off the sink and you're smashing your skull off the tub. And somehow I landed in the middle of both, <laughs> like lost consciousness and just was still safe on the play. Like, yeah. I don't understand how that happened. Um, but yeah, fell wicked. And uh, honestly, I've just felt like dog shit all day. Uh, aggressively hung over. Yeah. But 
I wasn't hungover. I've at never all. really, I've never really had that that medical event happen. Like I've seen the gif of that kid with the friggin' suit in the sunshades against the fence with the friggin' thing, and he's falling back, and he eventually falls down and spills it everywhere. That's like how I was, but it was five hours after I stopped drinking, and I just had my wiener in my hand <laughs> instead of my 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 cup of alcohol. So I don't know exactly what transpired. Um, probably needed a life alert button. Didn't have one. Might get one for Christmas. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think that's a good. I I'm think on, that's a good gift. I honestly was like folding my laundry earlier too, and I got like a little dizzy, and I'm like, it's going to happen again. And the concrete downstairs is probably a little not as soft. I would assume not. I yeah. haven't tried it. I wasn't going no. to try it, so I went back and, and it's, sat it's, down. It's but. at least not recommended. Yeah, yeah, like bare minimum. Yeah, no, we had ourselves a time. We like, like you said, we got turned on to the Trulies there. You'll figure out why after you hear our interview. But um, I had one job, and that was, hey, Charlie, can you go grab? Some Trulies. Yes, us. yes. So, so Friday night, I, I'm coming home, and I'm like, I'm going to get uh, some groceries. So I went in, I got a, a six-pack of Wildberry, because those slap. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'll get a variety pack. We'll, we'll try some out. So I was like, oh, it's Saturday's Charlie's Day. So, Charlie, could you get some Trulies? I was thinking he was just going to get a 12-pack variety pack. We saw maybe a couple lingering up, up in the fridge. And he comes back with 48 <laughs> Trulies. Every variety pack that they had at the store and the lemonades. Yeah variety pack as well yeah you got one, I got one of each yeah you don't know if you don't try bradley no no i yeah. mean and we tried oh we all tried. of them not only yeah. do we try but we what we drank for truly's cannot be outshadowed or whatever by the beers that we had at dinner last night oh that's where i think that's where i fucked myself yeah we we, we headed over to uh sea dog brewing company and i had C-Dog myself biscuit <laughs> i had myself right, a nice uh blueberry blueberry brew i like a blueberry beer it's nice it's good uh, Brant and my dad can fuck off because they have comments on that, but it's a good, it's good shit. But prior to that, I had, I don't know, six, seven seltzers before we go there. And then I had three tall, big blueberry brews. Then we came back here, and I had another handful of seltzers, and I was not sober yeah. by any means. No, and that, like you said, I, I was tits up in the chair. Good thing on I the gas. I didn't have my shoes on, thank God. Uh, passed out, and... Uh, woke up i was like i should i should just not be i wish i passed out like you did right now like maybe sitting down and not standing yeah. up because that maybe i'll just start wearing a helmet yeah it's not not a bad call like we just a, wear our racing helmets like at all a, times well no i was i was thinking like maybe like a like a bell bicycle helmet just for no reason nah, i feel like those aren't as safe as they claim that god no it's literally just styrofoam on your fucking head that can't do that much yeah but i mean if you're hitting a tub i feel like it's uh, i mean it's probably not gonna hurt i guess but Tubs, uh, tubs probably hit pretty fucking hard. I feel like they tubs don't. are undefeated against human bodies, for sure. I'm so glad I didn't figure that out. Yeah, I I, I don't know well, how see, I felt. See, you say this, and I, I was so confused this, this morning slash this early afternoon when I actually got out of bed because uh, I, was, I was basically bullied into leaving the house by Yippa. And I get up, and I go to the bathroom to take a shower, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, what the fuck happened in here last night? Because the shower curtain was all sorts of not where it was supposed to be. Fucking fell down. I, I could tell that maybe not a medical event, but an event <laughs> happened in the bathroom last night. Oh, it was night. a medical <laughs> event. I was like, what What the fuck happened here? And then I go to fucking turn the, the shower on, no hot water. Which I, That wasn't me. That's always spectacular when it's fucking 20 degrees I mean, outside. I hit pretty hard, but I don't think I broke the furnace. And you, th- <laughs> 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 and you throw up the night before. And you sleep, and you just feel gross and greasy and nasty. You just want your hot shower. Me especially, I get cunty without my morning shower. We know this. Well, so I turn the shower on. It's all cold water. So now I'm cunted, just cunted. And, and I've, I've hit P 
peak cuntiness at this point. So I, throughout the day, have figured out how to get, get fucking diesel fuel, put it in the thing, bleed the furnace, this, that, the other thing, and hopefully here in a little bit we have hot water again and I can scrub my nuts. So that would be spectacular. But um, yeah, yeah, it's we, cold. It snowed this week. That it, was fun. Oh, I tell me about it. I hate snow. Tell me about it. Yeah, that was yeah. that was cool. Yeah, I, I was I was here all day. Grinds my gears. Snow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, so like I was here all day. I, I, it's noted I haven't had a job for the last few weeks, so I was I was waiting for the snow to subside so I could go and shovel the driveway. Well, you you wait until the snow is done so you don't do it six or seven fucking times. It's just basic math, right? So I waited. It doesn't stop snowing till like 5.30. And at this point, it's literally up to my knees, like a foot and a half of snow. I'm like, this fucking blows. So I'm shoveling, 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 get halfway through it and finally get somebody to plow it. But like, uh, it, it fucking, it was miserable. I, oh, I needed so my inhaler nice. 10 minutes into it. I was throwing shit. I was upset. It was a whole issue. Weapon of the week, people that like snow. All of them. Yeah. They can all go fuck themselves. I don't honestly. understand. Snow is the I miss, devil's I miss fucking. being out in the sun, drunk trying to dive to catch a football on concrete that's like I, I, that was like, like that was basically all of Oktoberfest. i don't even remember being young and being like oh sick it snowed out like that was never a thought no i was just like, happy that i could stay inside and not have to go to school like that you realize snow days aren't gonna be a thing anymore for kids right snow day slap this yeah whole, this whole covid shit and then yeah. like oh we're gonna do this online excuse me oh i didn't even think about that if my teacher told that me sucks to suck that i had to do school online on snow days Die. i'd be like that you know it's not gonna happen that I'm, yeah. gonna be, I'm gonna be sick that day wait are there even any sick days now yeah you just log into your fucking oh computer my god go they might just take away sick days new kids are the worst honestly like they have the worst time frame to be alive i feel oh, i thought you were saying like it was the kids fault I'm like no Christ, no they're no, getting no, no. the friggin raw into the stick they, they are though jesus it's the worst yeah uh, that sucks yeah that's nah, the worst whatever the, the at least magic, i don't have to go through it the magic of a snow day is gone absolutely gone yeah christ that yeah. friggin that i mean might as well just might as well just drop out now yeah. honestly just be homeless uh, that just like blew my mind I don't like. I, Have you not thought of that? No, because like, well, the snow. I guess the snow thing makes sense, but Christ, you you're friggin' staying home from school sick. You got a little Campbell soup, and the the teacher's like, hey, yeah, Jimmy, on a Zoom. Jimmy, here's a link. We're doing science today. Fuck you. Your 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 friggin' your, your classmates are dissecting a cat. You're gonna yeah. video chat part of it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Out. Can we talk about that for a second? How wild was that? I had I, a frog, I stayed I, think, or a pig. I stayed home. The dissecting that just was like, why am I doing this? Yeah, that didn't interest you? No. You had cats? Yeah, they dissected like... Like yeah. feral cats? Yeah. Like, what? it was like... We had like... There uh, was frogs, but there was like other animals. No, we didn't do frogs. It might have been we, pigs. I think we had they, like they was, unborn pigs. Oh. Yeah, it was fucked. They were like, I don't know, a foot and a half long or something? There was like three days at it, it <clears throat> one, one time that they were like, we're, do, we're dissecting shit. And I'm like, you know what I'm not going to do? Fucking that. Yeah, it, I, I'm pretty out on that shit. Well, like, why? There, and then, then you always have like the sick fuck too in your in your class that Starts like, eating. <laughs> like not, maybe not eating it, but like brings a fork. There was one kid in my grade. You know, you ever had those like squeezy stress ball things, but it was like a little person that, like pops their eyes out and shit. Oh, yeah. You ever uh, seen those? Yeah, yeah. It, like pops their ears and their eyes and mm-hmm. their nose and shit. Yeah. This kid was trying to do that with the fucking pig head. I'm oh. like, what are you? Stop! What yeah. are you doing? Because it didn't like have a skull or whatever. So he's like trying to pop the eye. I'm like, stop! Yeah. Just stop! Nobody wants no pretty sure that kid's in jail now so that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) well yeah at least he didn't try to fucking pop your eyes yeah you know the house that burned down down the street Mm -hmm. pretty sure he did that oh okay yeah well well, that's that's a weird trajectory usually it goes from like trying to pop animals eyes out to like humans not just arson 
I think. I don't know. I've watched documentaries. I don't write the rules. I just strictly enforce them. Yeah. I mean, whatever. This is our last episode before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Christmas is awesome. Yeah, listen. It's the worst. Christmas is the best. Christmas sucks. I mean, it's not really the best, but it's it's It's, a thing. It's bottom one, for sure. No. God, no. Absolutely. No. No. I'm out on Christmas, all things Christmas. No. I am the Grinch. I fucking hate Thanksgiving, so that's my bottom one, but... Thanksgiving's pretty middle of the road for me, I guess. (sighs) Huh. I mean, it does suck because Christmas, like Christmas, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, Fourth of July, no particular order. Top three holidays, hands down, no argument. Take out St. Patrick's Day and put in Memorial Memorial Day. I just almost passed out. I yeah, think Memorial again. Day though, Fourth of July, pretty mm-hmm. similar. My problem is You're I hate cookouts. all holidays because I fucking work every holiday. This coming Christmas is the first like day that I or holiday I've had off literally since 2017, and it's it's COVID. Yeah, so I can't do anything anyways. Yeah, so that's neat. Not that there's really anything open on Christmas anyway, though. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some fucking Chinese food, kick oh. my feet up, and watch the Vikings get destroyed by whoever they're playing. I love Chinese. Food. Who are they playing? Fuck, Rams maybe? I don't know. The football team. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be a fucking thriller. Yeah, you don't like any Christmas music or anything? Uh, Feliz Navidad. That's about no. it. Okay. Yeah. Or the Mariah Carey one, maybe. Oh, that one's, dude. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm a, I'm a big it. Feliz Navidad guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blue Christmas by Elvis is my fucking go-to. Nah. I, like, I just like all the old stuff. Like, the fuck off with, I don't know, Michael Buble and fucking all the guys that, like, anything that was produced after, like, you don't like 1975. Bubble? You don't like Michael Bubble? No. No? Not a Michael Bubble guy? Get out of here with that fucking donkey one, too. The donkey What one? is that? Excuse me? Dominic the donkey? I don't know what's happening. Have you never heard that? Should I have? It. I don't know. I literally, even as a kid, I used to be like, "Turn the fucking radio off." <laughs> Dominic Terrible. the donkey. Swear to God, that can't listen be a to thing. it. Yep. That's not a thing. But it, pull it up. I, but like my. Oh, the song. Right. Right. Uh, Dominic. Christmas. Dominic the donkey. Without him. Spotify's like that's so not even a thing. Blue, just thinking about you. Are you done? I'm just trying to keep talking Dominic so I don't pass the donkey out. official video. Yes, oh, that's an ad. Yeah, <coughs> no free ads. No free ads. If you own a small business that accepts <laughs> debit or credit cards, get a hold of Evan Orvath or any one of us here at the show. Grab some Trulies. Yeah. Hold on, we're just, we're just kind of Trulies not an official here. sponsor. Yet they don't want to remind everyone Dominic. to drink responsibly. Hey, it's Dominic the donkey. What in the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> Bradley, where are you going? <laughs> I can't, this can't be real. That, I I hate I hate that with every fiber of my being, and the fact that that even exists makes me want to just fucking burn Christmas trees down. That is the absolute worst thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> ever. You're welcome. That was awful, and I hate you for bringing that into my life. Honestly, <laughs> like that that was. Aren't you glad that you is that not I one of your favorites? I literally want to take a razor blade to the if inside you, of my ears now. So to just strictly make sure that I to, never hear that again. Switching to good music, 
if you were DJing on 96.9 WPFP, yes. what are your three songs? Feliz Navidad. No, just in general. You don't need it. Oh, it's, it's like July. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were, sh- fuck you. I thought you were talking about Christmas. Christ. I said switching gears from Christmas music oh. because that just ruined my whole life. That was awesome. <laughs> you're the one that brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're the one that started playing it. Well, I didn't know what you were talking about. I needed a reference badly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay? I had to get up and leave. <laughs> you literally did. I was I, I was solo there for a minute. Yeah. Somebody, we probably listened to about five seconds too long of that. But uh, top three songs ever. Yeah. Uh, national Anthem. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Could have just gone courtesy of the red, white, and blue instead. Oof, that's a good one. Uh, Boom by Tiesto. Uh, We're going to go courtesy of the red, white, and blue. That's a good one. I like that one. We're going to go all over the place here. Uh, And then... I don't know. It's wild. How do you just not know? I don't know. There's so many songs to pick from. I have to pick three. Yeah. (sighs) Cock. Uh... I don't know. Let's go to the Spotify playlist here, the Sanborn Shuffle yeah, here. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Freaking cop out. Oh. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Tennessee Whiskey. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, I like a little variety. It's a uh, variety yeah. channel. Yeah, for sure. You're nice. going gonna to hear point nine. It's going to give you whiplash, the, the playlist between the two the of us. Northeast home for variety. Uh, ooh, Bang by AJR. That's a good one. Okay. We'll that. I don't know. Was that any sort of variety? Did you just name seven songs? Uh, there was um, three. You yelled at me about the Christmas music. What are your top three? What are you playing? The Spins like by Mac Miller. This. Well, the, just, I mean, I listened to the show with Noah like six times. Yeah. Um, Six or nine. <coughs> nice. nice. The Spins by Mac Miller, number one. You got to get the people going. Everyone. And uh, that's a good one. That's that's one that like maybe people have heard in the past. And they're when you say like, oh, The Spins by Mac Miller, they're like, oh, I've never heard it. When you listen to it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard this for sure before. That one. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to eat a cookie, and I think I forgot to breathe for like Courtesy 20 seconds. Wilson Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since it's variety, we got to go. Uh, oh, 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 you can't just pick one? Really? You can't just pick a song? Uh, yeah. huh. 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 One Too Many by Luke Combs. All right, yeah, that's a good one. And then you already know the third one. Probably. Rockstar by Nickelback. Yeah, there it is. Obviously. <laughs> Gotta be. I'm the root standing in line at club and never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth that I'm never going to win. This life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. <laughs> I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs and a bathroom I can play baseball in. Yeah. You got anything else? I'm not really. I'm just no. fucking eating a cookie. Yeah. No, you you're doing terrific, I think. I don't think I have any notes. I mean, not a lot's going on really, I feel. Nah, big week, yeah. yeah. We kinda laid low. Yeah. And then we got fucking hammered last two nights. A couple, two, three times, yeah. I racing did that a handful of times. I listened back to the Mamba episode and it was I was kinda concerned with myself because he asked us at one point what our top three, like our picks for next year, the, the three series champions were. And I won't tell you who I said, but I listened to myself say them, and I'm like, why did I pick three drivers that I fucking hate? That, I don't know. I picked like the three drivers that I hate the most in each series. Like I'm, I've always just been a big Chevy guy. I typically cheer for guys that drive Chevys, and I picked no Chevy drivers. I want to tell you. <clears throat> I, got, I think I had some wild picks, but I think that they'll be all right. I'm not one of those like... You know, fucking yee yee. It's Chevy or fucking bus. Like, fuck your Ford. I park my Chevy on 
my, my I parked my Silverado on top of the snowbanks at the high school like uh, every single day. Did you have those? Oh my god, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wyndham, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Scarborough, we literally had a parking lot called the Regnet parking lot for whatever reason and it was literally every hillbilly, <laughs> which typically for it was funny because every kid that th- like thought that they were a redneck or like a yee yee type of kid lived in like a six hundred thousand dollar house down the street so i'm like what are you doing your mother bought you that jeep shut the fuck up i don't want to hear about it they're like oh my diesel truck yeah your dad owns an airline shut up like of course you have the diesel truck relax the the brim on their hat is curved so much that like both ends are touching and they get out of the truck every time with a mountain dew Yeah. yeah yeah it's great and it's like perfect because usually when there's that much snow in the parking lot you get a lot of kids that either don't drive themselves to school or don't come to school in general yeah so, like, I don't know, there's 300 open parking spots, and they're like, you know what I'm going to do? It's really going to impress the ladies is just park my truck halfway up the snowbank. Yeah, you just one corner. Yeah. Uh, see how much flex you got going on there, and then <laughs> you, you flex on them, and then you leave. It, it and then you jump so out, dumb. and you just have wet socks for the rest of the day. My favorite were the kids that, like, their, their parents bought them, like, a $70,000 diesel truck or whatever. And they're they're like yeah I I I I did this that and the other things so like you put wheels on it relax and you literally paid someone to put those wheels on it so I don't <laughs> want to hear about it and you're wearing fucking you know designer clothes and shit like you are not you don't know what you're talking about just shut up that was were my favorite oh, yeah yeah and then they would go to Vogue and be like what's a wrench it's like oh there it is yeah that makes more sense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love it yeah those were my favorite there's a there's a there are a lot of rich kid douchebags in Scarborough I didn't really like anybody that I went to high school with handful that's about it. Um, I liked a lot of people I went to high school with. I hated high school. Which is funny because I don't Top one worst experience of my life was going to high school. I always liked high school. The worst worst time of my life. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, really, I really had nothing going on. Like, like working 30 hours a week was huge. And, you know, just had a bunch of friends. And then you graduate high school and now you have no friends. Or, like, at least... At least me. See, my biggest thing was I, I did the racing thing and the hockey thing, so all my friends were at different schools. I didn't, I didn't really want to hang out with anybody from Scarborough High like School. Like if I could, if I could go back and tell myself one thing, it's that oh, it's for sure that like someone told me at a Christmas party one time. I was actually thinking about this the other day. They're like, yeah, yeah, like high school doesn't matter because all your friends, you're never going to talk to any of them ever again. And I would looked at that guy and I'm like, are you fucking like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're out of your fucking skull. <laughs> Guess what happened. Die. <laughs> yeah. I've talked to like maybe 15 people since I walked off the stage at graduation, and half of them weren't even in my grade. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 People are the worst, is basically it what is what it is. Yeah. It, 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 hashtag. Looking it back on it, I didn't really like as many people as I thought. Yeah. And they probably didn't like you either. That's fine. Yeah. Actually, I know Learned for a fact out. they didn't like Learned me. that <laughs> a couple, two, three times as well, too. It's fine. Again, hashtag it is what it is. Some kid that I like really barely even knew told some girl that i was a sarcastic asshole and i well that it's Brad, Bradley, spot on yeah okay yeah i just i thought that you maybe liked me i mean like freaking i, I like you for whatever i time. didn't know i was that big of an asshole i'm not really worried about it no god no. like that is that is literally what i'm trying to do is just be a sarcastic <laughs> asshole yeah if you don't like it you can fuck off i mean i guess yeah so uh, yeah, Christmas is coming up. Hopefully that doesn't suck for people that actually do like it for whatever reason. And we'll have a show here, and then maybe we'll get to hear what people got and gave and ate, I guess. I don't know. How did, is Christmas a big deal for most people? I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I've always, I've always been envious of the people that have, like, every single holiday. It could be, I don't know, fucking 
the summer equinox and they have fucking all their family over their house they're like oh my god we're having to get together because that fucking, sounds awful to me the fucking sun's changing or whatever mm, yep yeah i just i like the com- camaraderie and like the idea of having a close-knit family um because i only see my family at funerals so no that's it is what it is depressing yeah yeah well no, that's fine yeah I, I just i don't i'd rather hang out with my friends that's my biggest thing like I like mm. my dad, I, my mother, and, <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, I like my my dad, and grandmother, top one favorite human ever, probably. My but, grandmother and my aunt. And yeah, that's about it. Couple cousins, not not a big Family Guy. You don't like Family Guy? No, I love the show Family Guy. Oh, for sure. yeah, it's not the it's a good one. Not to concern you. But yeah. good, wait, what? What? Why would I be concerned? I don't know. You seem concerned. I'm pretty. Concerned. Is that a new sweatshirt? I'm concerned. Oh yeah, this is. <laughs> This is my favorite I'm not leaving the house sweatshirt because I would never wear it in public. I don't think you left the basement today. Uh oh, I went upstairs once. I passed out. <laughs> <I> remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been afraid of the stairs for <laughs> basically the whole day. <laughs> I had uh, Triscuits for uh, breakfast and also for lunch and probably for dinner, actually. Well, I see a bag of pretzels, so I see you're thriving yep, today. Yep. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did you go to Dunkin' Donuts? Is that what that is? I did, actually. Oh, so you yeah, left the I house. Did. I did. Oh, Forgot that's about scary. That. Yeah. Right after I said I wasn't going to leave the house, I left the house. And the whole time, I was kind of panicking. I'm like, what if I just pass out on the 30-second <laughs> drive to Dunkin'? <laughs> you're going to actually need to have a helmet at all times because you're just going to pass out and smash your head off of something in public. Like, <laughs> what fine. happened to Brad? Oh, I don't know. He doesn't have a skull anymore. It's fine. I have, like, three cold brew makers that are all somehow fucking broken, and it really aggravates the shit out of me because I also have two full bags of Black Rifle coffee that I can't drink. Oh, so now I gotta be from North Kakalaki and go to fucking Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know what to tell you. Like a fucking weirdo. Well. Yeah. What? Not, I, I'm just agreeing with you. You don't need to agree with that. Well, I feel like if I disagree with you, then you're gonna be just as upset. <sighs> Do you see the issue that I'm in now? The the predicament? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So we're just gonna go to the interview or I think so, yeah. Alright, alright, yeah. All right, so, uh, again, sit back, relax, enjoy. Again, the story of uh, Dylan slash Mamba Smith, how he became Mamba Smith, moving down south, originally from Vermont. And, uh, you know, we sat down, had a pretty good chat with him. Uh, I think it's definitely one of our better better back-and-forth interviews for sure. So uh, let, let's just let's just go straight to it. All right, everybody. So uh, as we just uh, kind of let into, uh, we got on the show here, uh, kid out of Vermont, uh, you know, the guy pounded some Trulies on screen, which we're going to do right here. Um, Give me a cheers there, boys. Give me a cheers. Yes, sir. Uh, so this is uh, something a little different, something uh, a little bit different story than what we typically are used to here. So uh, let's just get to it on the screen here. We got Mamba Smith. What's up, man? What's up, fellas? Hey, Good to what see you. It? What do we call it? Oh, man, you can call me. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner because I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> I respect that, man. I respect that. So, um, you know, for those that don't know, like I said, I, I touched on it a little bit. You know, uh, you're, you're from Vermont. You know, we, we made the trek down to Pensacola for the for the uh, the snowball derby there. You yourself were in the, the snowflake, and you're, you're driving a yep. car with a 23 on it with, uh, you know, Ryan Blaney and, you know, some other guys uh, help, helping foot the bill there. So, Kind of take us through the story of, you know, who is Dylan Smith? Where do you come from, man? How do you end up with a wheel in your hand? Oh, man. I'm a, I'm just a kid from Vermont. Um, Randolph, to be specific. So pretty much dead center of the state. Um, my dad wanted me to be – he wanted me to be, be like Tiger Woods. 
So, and first off, if anyone asks, like, oh, I didn't know there was that many black people. There isn't. I left. The, the percentage went down immediately once I left. Um, well, that was one thing I was going to say. You know, yeah, for those that don't know Elephant in the Room, you know, we're different colors, and that's okay. Yeah. You know I mean, like, in case anyone didn't know, yeah. you know, I'm black. Eight, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but so uh, my dad wanted me to play golf, So, which I like golf. Uh, I was decent as a kid, but I'm kind of a, I'm an athlete that, hang on one second, this thing is going crazy. I got, you know, all your girlfriends and everything like that. I got to get them. I'm busy right now. No, but. Uh, Just tell Wednesday. But uh, my dad. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm, I got a thing going on right now, sweetheart. Give me some time. No. Um, <laughs> um, no, so my dad, he wanted me to play golf and I was okay, but. I'm kind of an emotional athlete, you know, I'm a little bit uh, wearing my emotion on my sleeves. And with golf, that is not exactly how you want to play that sport. No, just ask Brad. Because anyone else. a few clubs recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made him go swimming one time. And uh, yeah, if I to do that on camera, that'd be quite frowned upon. So it's, it's all right, because I'm not good enough to make the tour anyways. So so we switch i end up going to thunder road which i know you guys know about thunder roads people that's my home track ken squire's track uh, home of you know dave moody and a bunch of other great people that are in nascar and so that's where it started and i loved it started going every week my dad ended up getting me a go-kart the next year for my birthday and i don't do stuff i'm not good at so we won when i was early on i was like oh that's fun winning's winning's cool <laughs> Let's do it some more. And at that point, too, like, for people that obviously you guys get it, but in Vermont, there's not a whole lot of, like, travel sports. There's not, like, you know, competitive basketball, competitive. We don't have any football in Vermont, really. Like, in high school, there's, like, two divisions. So this was the only thing that, as a young kid, I could get that competitiveness, and it just stuck, and I love it so much. So, uh, so no, you, you were the first person to start driving, right? Nobody else, this wasn't a, as, as I said, one of all time, not a family thing. No, this is not a family thing. My dad literally learned how to wrench on a race car, a go-kart, reading a book. Like, <laughs> reading like the, I swear to God, he didn't know what stagger was. He didn't know it. He didn't know any of that. He knew what racing, what, like, he liked racing. Like, we sponsored um, Kip Stockwell out of our hometown who raced, raced uh, Bush North series back in the day. But um, no, I was, uh, <laughs> I, that's what I wanted to do. He's like, oh, well, I better figure out what this is all about. So um, shout out to my pops for, for getting that done and getting me down here because without him putting in that grind, like, and my family worked, my parents, my parents worked two jobs each, at least probably three. I worked two jobs. And recently I had this talk with my dad. I'm like, Hey man, like how much did you really put into like, like, you know, how much money, if you don't mind me asking, he's like, uh, he looked at me and goes, well, it was my entire retirement. And I was like, Oh, like, uh, dude, you want to talk about a shot, man. You're like, you did what? I, I you know? respect the ever loving shit out of that. And I am not shitting you when I sit this, I drive a sports series car at Beatridge. All right. And yeah. On the dashboard, there is a sticker. I think Bradley might have seen it. It says Dad's Retirement Fund. Like, people name their race cars, you know, Caroline or whatever you want to call it. Mine is literally Dad's Retirement Fund. 
So dude, I love uh, that. I, I respect the hell out of that, man. So, um, you know, you, 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 you progress from go-karts up to what's the next step. How do you, how do you keep going? Yes. So I ran go-karts for, I think I ran go-karts for 14 years at Thunder Road. So, so this is at Thunder Road, quarter mile racetrack, 24 degree banking. It's like running a, a mini Bristol. We're racing go-karts around there at 70 miles an hour. I literally was baptized in the draft my entire life. So like Daytona, Talladega, when those races came out, I'm like, oh, I really like understand everything going on without even having someone explain it to me. Because when you're running a go-kart, like that's all we were doing was drafting around, around that place. So then we went travel. We did like uh, WKA stuff for a year. Then we found this, this division called the Allison Legacy Series, which I love, which is kind of died out at this point, but they are a three-quarter scale built-to-run race cars. Like, they got a Mazda truck engine in them. They're sweet. Love them. Um, and uh, we did that for two years, two, two and a half years, I think. But in between that stuff, I went to – you guys know Groveton? You guys remember Groveton? Now it's like uh, – 51 Speedway, right? That's, that's what it is now. That's tendies in the league so far for me. Well, Stafford. Stafford has the best. So we, we do chicken tender reviews at the racetracks we go to. Oh, love that. Grove Tona was number one for like the whole entire summer until yeah. we went to Stafford very late. Yeah. And then I think it was my, it was at least my number one. Yeah. I don't know about him. I think, I think Grove Tona's for sure got, you know, top two, if not one tendy in the league right now, for sure. So I will, I love the fact that you guys do that. Cause <laughs> I, listen, I travel for work. So everywhere I go, I started, I did one, I did one. Uh, fried chicken review and I guess the difference is between you guys and me is you know we talked about it is my skin color and I kind of got in trouble a little bit from some people they're like ah maybe you shouldn't do that and I'm like but it's a it's funny and b I'm gonna eat it regardless literally I did it one time and I told the people what I was doing I was in Denver Colorado I'm like hey like if you guys don't mind like I'm gonna do a little like review and I'll give you guys a hit and whatever and like yeah and they gave me the meal free and a free ticket to come back. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with free tendies. Let's go. Let me talk about some tendies, bro. All right, man. So you kind of alluded to it. I mean, I think everybody knows at this point, you're black. It, it, it is what it is. I, I don't think we have ever cared about anything like that in my entire life. You know, yeah, me neither. you're from Vermont, you know, it, who cares? Um, but obviously racing born in, you know, the, the sport itself, very Southern, uh, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of bring, you know, up, you know, have you ever had, you know, what are some of the more wild experiences in terms of like, have people said things to you, held you back in any yeah. sort of way or, you know, what's going on on that end of things? Cause it's obviously something that I can't relate to or Bradley even really. So, you know, what are, what are some yeah. of the things that happened to you that are kind of, you know, noticeable? Um. So, so until recently, like, I really thought that, like, there, there have been some things, right? Like, not often, very seldom. But when I talk to people, I'm like, look, there are, you know, 300 million people in this country, right? Let's just say that 5% of everybody is an asshole, right? Let's just say that. Well, it might sound like a low number, but like 5% is 15 million of 300. That's a lot of assholes, man. That's a lot of assholes. 
<laughs> and they're gonna and they're gonna find some reason not to like you regardless, right? So just happens to be for me in certain situations, it's they don't like me because the way I look, which is fine. But I will say being down here, it's it wasn't really it hasn't really been a big deal. Like I've actually got the most support uh, from any place that I didn't grow up at, right? Other than Thunder Road, the most support came from the group, the people, the fans at Greenville, uh, Pickens, South Carolina Speedway, and Anderson, that which are 20 minutes apart in South Carolina. I was racing um, my Haas Automations 41 car in 2014, and I had a high top fade. Bro, this thing was like, I don't know if y'all see pictures. This was like six inches tall. The fans loved it. I mean, everybody loved it. Like, very quickly, because we were racing there every week, did we become like kind of a favorite, I felt like. And for that group of people to accept us so quickly would really spoke a lot to me because people were like, hey man, you know, you're you're in the South now. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's it's different. It now granted, it is different, but I think the people down here get a bad rap too, just because it is the South. Quite frankly, when I go home, I catch more people like looking at me crazy going back to Vermont than I do walking around here in Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like that's I'm like, and people look at me and I'm like, bro, I'm from here. Like, and then I gotta remember, I'm like, but I'm probably not like dressed, you know, like I, I've grown in my age, so I'm not wearing. <laughs> Like the flannels, you know, I might have a leather jacket hoodie. I might look a little bit more from the city. So, you know, I get it, but it kind of caught me off guard for the first couple of years. So when you go home and you're like expected to be, oh, I'm home. And it is, but like people forget what you look like and forget, you know, a lot of things. But so, it hasn't, it really hasn't been bad. So was that one of the bigger culture shocks you think going down south? Because, you know, again, we're from Maine. I went to right. Harbor High School. That's, you know, uh, from what I can remember, we had, we had two black kids. It just wasn't yeah. the, the demographic. So, you know, it, yeah. it, is that what was high school life like for you? Because I'm sure, you know, I mean, again, Vermont, you're, what's, what's that like for Bro, you? High school life? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you want to talk about, you want to talk about being. I want all of it, being, man. We want to know who Mamba Smith is. We want to know how you go okay, to okay. Mamba. So, yeah, so, okay, so on top of that, anywhere past north of the Mason-Dixon, I am Dylan Smith. There is there is no Mamba past the Mason-Dixon north because I grew up as Dylan Smith. I've always been Dylan Smith, right? Mamba didn't come until later till I got here. So my adult life, I've been Black Mamba, Mamba Smith, whatever. But in high school, being one of, you know, I think we had, at one time, I think we had like five black kids in, in my school at the same time. And <laughs> I, obviously I played sports. I love sports, played sports. But when you would go, when I would go to different schools, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially after so our school changed divisions, uh, my junior year, so senior year, we went from like D2 to D3. So that meant we were playing different schools. So I had been playing the same kids in sports for three years. So like those fans knew who I was 
and knew that I was an asshole to be on the field with. Dude, I, I watched some, I have some video of me playing basketball. I'm like, I would hate to play basketball against me. Like, I'm always grabbing people and fouling them and like getting away with it and then uh, acting like I got nailed. You know what I mean? It's bad. But when I go to those other schools, people would be like, I can hear whispers. Oh, they got a black kid. They got a black kid. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Everyone's like, you know, the fan section. I thought it was so funny. I'll never forget. We were at Woodstock uh, High School in Vermont. It's our first game there. <laughs> uh, I'm warming up. And, like, the, the fan section, like, the student section is right here on the side of the court, right on where we are warming up on that side. I've shot a couple of times coming back and forth and I hear I hear this girl, she must have just sat down and not and she's like, Oh shit, they got a bucket. You know what I mean? And I heard it and I like turn around and look at I'm like, and she, her face. But um high school as a black kid, the only black kid for a while, it was fun, man. But I, I couldn't get away. I had two things. I grew up driving a 2002 yellow cavalier. That that was my car. So, and my dad owned a flooring store in Randolph. So like, you know, small town, but when it comes to doing business, he did business all over the state. So a lot of people knew my dad and he, he ran for, um, he ran for a house of reps one year, excuse me, and a couple of things, but so I couldn't get away with stuff. Like I can't be speeding around in a yellow Cavalier, you know? <laughs> It doesn't really work like that. But uh, no, man, it was fun. High school is fun. I love going back, seeing my people. I always go back to the to my school. And um, I either, one, speak to a group of kids just about life and about how I, my main point is, like, don't be a Richard. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I looked at my, I looked at my, at the guidance counselor. I'm like, and they're like, no, go ahead. Dude. I'm like, don't be a dick. I'm like, you don't know who you're going to meet or you don't know where this person next to you is going to end up. And like, if you try to get a job and they are already there and someone's like, hey, uh, we got this resume that comes across this Dylan Smith. He, he says he went to Randolph. Did you go there? Do you know him? And if I'm an asshole, like a lot of people are like, nah, you know what I mean? They might not help you out, get that job. And it might be your dream job. You just never know. Right. So I go back. I like going back, talking to the kids. I like going back, uh, helping my coach. Uh, my basketball coach out um, playing basketball with the kids. Uh, I love giving back. I want to get to a point to where I can give back financially and a lot. Cause my hometown, bro, we had, we, I graduated 60 kids. I don't know how big y'all school is, but 60 kids compared to being down here. I tell everybody that and they're like, we had like 300. And I'm like, <laughs> like, we're not even close. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So, um, you know, Vermont growing up, I would never change that. Now, living as an adult in a city-ish, ah, love that. So, you know. It's funny. One of the things that I had in my notes, actually, that I obviously is what's the biggest difference between Vermont and North Carolina? There's a ton just thinking about it. You know, the woods, yeah. the city. And it's funny, actually, because we, we said we had Noah Gregson on the show this past weekend. And one of the things that he said was, I, you know, I didn't really like anyone up in New England because I just assumed you were all dickheads. And I'm like, you know, yeah, like – Honestly, if you think of New England, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the biggest difference I think is like I think you could split New England up into like two different categories. It's like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and then the rest of them. And I think that the rest of them 
are, are for the most part like you'll be like because we even call people from massachusetts mass holes because they call oh, them no, they're mass holes. and that's just no, yeah. and i think that if you're to call them dickheads they're just like yep yeah you're right like that's that's like the best part like it's they know that they're dickheads and and that was kind of like one of the questions I wanted to hit on that Charlie kind of already got to, but I thought it was funny when you said Richard. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, this is what I, this is what I was talking about. Everyone up here is a dickhead. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the respect amongst all the dickheads. Do you know what I mean? Like you just, you just know, and you just that's how you act. That is what it is. And you know, I feel like the New England area in general, up north here, you know, people work hard because you got to get ready for winter. You know what I mean? Yeah. From there, yeah, like decade because it's cold out, and I get it. So. It, it's not great. Uh, we, I mean, are, we got great. We got great winter sports, right? Like we get to go snowmobiling, we get skiing, snowboarding, sledding. Big hockey guys. I would. Oh, yeah. Big hockey guys. I played hockey. I played hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, I wouldn't replace growing up in New England with growing up anywhere. I think it. I think New England teaches you a lot about how to had a community right like because a lot of the towns up there are small like outside of the boston and you know but like the new hampshire's the mains the vermont's those places are a lot of land but they're so small like vermont only has like maybe a million people in the whole thing i think we have a million people i have a million people million neighbors here in charlotte <laughs> you know like it's completely different mindset and uh Everyone's like, oh, it's so pretty up there. I'm like, yeah, you should go check it out. Don't live there, though. They're like, what? Like, don't live there. Taxes are high. Jobs are scarce. No, go up there visit. Go spend some money with my people, but you don't want to live there. All right, man. So you talked about high school life a little bit. Now, you end up down south. So how, how does the trip from uh, Vermont to North Carolina happen? Why does it happen? And how the hell do you become go from Dillon to Mamba? How, do, what, how does that happen? Uh, man, um so 2010 uh 2009 actually it started in 2009 the nascar diversity combine i go down there i try out it was on bet um actually this one they made a show out of it it's called changing lanes you know like how in all those in every show you every reality show you ever watch like there's like there's the guy that you love but there's that one guy that you love or person you love that's not going to make it. And like, that's a big story in the show. That guy. <laughs> oh, wait. Holy smokes. Whoa, I just went black. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> so I was that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was that guy. I didn't make the team, even though I probably deserve to make the team. I mean, at this point, we're, we're about 10 years removed. I'm not bashful saying it. I should have made the team. Uh, I was fast enough to make the team. I did the media training better, if not as good as everybody else. Um, my physical physique, I was just as good. Because I was in the middle of playing sports. Like, I was – most race car drivers, they don't play sports. You know what I mean? But we're in Vermont and Maine, and we got to play sports. Like, we, it gets boring. <laughs> we got to do stuff. You know? So – I didn't make it, but they offered me a job. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, is that the way I should go to get to where I want to get to? And I'll never forget, Andy Santerre told me, he's like, look, if you want to be a race car driver, don't take this job. He's like, you need to race. That's the only way you're going to get better. And I'm like, well, that checks out. So the next year, 
we did. And we upgraded our equipment. And so I was driving for Pete Fecto at the time. Uh, we upgraded our stuff and we got better and we started running better and people started noticing. But also we got caught in some accidents because we were running better and now we were more competitive. We only took two big wrecks and, I, and we were done for the year that following year. Still got enough seat time to go to the combine. Go to the combine. Again, got snubbed, um, but got the job offer again. And I took it this time because I had nothing else, right? So 2011 comes around, moved down, don't know nobody. Um, get this job working on a race shop in Mooresville and just started grinding, man. Like, honestly, I can honestly say there was people that were trying to run me out. Like, not in a malicious way, but they were really testing me on how much I wanted this. And and I remember going into the office of this guy named John Story, who, who owned the race team. I'm like, look, man, and I was balling. I was like, look, I can't do this. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't work in my butt off on these race cars for kids that don't appreciate what's going on. Because almost everybody that I was competing against to get this position – was coming from a position of money. Now my family put in all they had and did, did a great job with it. But the, all these kids were coming from seven figure incomes. Like instead, like, like it wasn't nothing. We don't have that up where we come from. Like that's not like I had, to, if you go back and look at the, the tape of it, I had like the ugliest fire suit, but I thought it was the coolest thing because it was new. You know what I mean? Like it was, so it was just different, different upbringings. And so I get here, win a championship with Kyle Larson being his interior guy, which was super cool. Um, then I end up working for Stuart Haas for a while. They figure out that I'm, that I like to that I like to drive race cars and figure out that I might have some talent. They give me an opportunity. They gave me um, about fifty thousand to run a whole season, run the whole two thousand fourteen campaign. Uh, started late, ended early, but when we were running, we were thirty fifth in the nation in NASCAR points. So that's something that I'll definitely hang my hat on with just two guys. It was me and one other guy working on. It. His name was Danny Johnson, and that was it. We're so models or super late models what are we talking yeah about? late models like late model stocks right so late model stocks not act because act are more like the pro late models and the supers they're these are um what we call perimeter cars so they're you know they're more straight up um so we did that and then so amongst this time right because that that's that covers like four years I start being around the Brandon McReynolds, the Corey LaJoyes, the Jory Laganos, Bubba, Mark Davis that are grinding to get there, Alex Bowmans and all these guys. Well, we go go-karting one time. They don't know me yet. We go go-karting. And, you know, you get to put, like, a racer name in there and, like, whatever. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I end up going to this place earlier. And I'm like, what am I going to put? I put in – I'm like, you know what? At the time, it was 09. Kobe Bryant was the baddest man on the planet. I'm like – they call him the Black Mama. Black Mama sounds cool. Put it, put it in, and I'm racing with these guys. And they're looking at the leaderboard, and I might have been like sixth or eighth or something. And they're like, who's the Black Mama? Because all the guys there know each other. And I'm like the new kid on the block. Like, who's the Black? I'm like, hey, what's up? That's me. And they're like, that's awesome. Well, that next race, I swear to God, it was Corey LaJoy was to my left. 
Logano is to my right, and I think McReynolds is right behind me. They put me three wide into the first turn because I started on the front row and shoved me so deep into the corner that my cart got stuck under the wall and they had to stop the race and like pry it out. These guys, they loved it. They thought it was hilarious. Well, after that, at that point, everyone was running K&N, which is Arca now. Everyone was running that. And so I, they started seeing me at the racetrack and relationships grew. And um, we just had a lot of fun together. And Mamba stuck. I swear to God, for like a year and a half, no one knew my real name. <laughs> I swear to God. And, to, and now, like, it's weird because now I introduce myself as Mamba because if I don't, then people are like, they're like, oh, yeah, I know Dylan. And they're like, who's Dylan? And I'm like, you can't. He's like, I, I moved a couple friends down from Vermont that I went to high school with. I made them move here because they had nothing else going on. And they say, Dylan, they're like, I'm not calling you mom. I'm like, that's fine. No one's going to know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's fine. But no, so that's kind of where that came from. And like, it's been a great ride, man. Like working at Stuart Haas, my favorite driver is Tony Stewart of all time. No question. I got to work with Tony Stewart. I got to, we won a championship with Kevin Harvick over there and, and building these relationships with people that you love, like your heroes. Like there's no doubt I'm one of the luckiest people in the world because I never should have been there. Coming from Vermont and being a dad, like all the things that had to go right for me to get to this point is so wild, right? So, um, you know, Tony's my boy. I love, love smoke, me and him cut up all the time i probably talked to him every once every week or two weeks and and you know it's a very like he's like a big brother like uncle kind of guy to me so it's been fun man i i love north carolina it's treated me well we're, we're 10 years in this is our 10 year anniversary january 4th 2021 you know it's been a good ride yeah for sure man so you went down, you, you complete, competed in the Snowflake 100. And one thing I got to ask, mm -hmm. so we'll get into that. So obviously, um, you know, who, who was your help to get down there? And, and also the qualifying deal, that was incredible. <laughs> so, so for those that don't know, Mamba made it in the 30th qualifier out of the 30 that get locked in. And, and what I was, so we had never been to the Snowball Derby. We didn't really know exactly how right. to And so we go down there and everyone's hyping up. Oh, qualifying is going to be so electric. Qualifying is going to be so electric. And we're sitting there like – it's qualifying like how electric can it get yeah. it was, it was yeah, we don't care fucking electric i mean like especially <laughs> knowing the fact that for you guys you guys qualify top 30 locked in the rest of the guys get on the track right now you're gonna go run your lcq so talk about that little experience there because that was something like we've never seen before yeah so so you know obviously your listeners are used to watching races where we do heat races like that. i grew up heat racing like we that's never time trials I think time trials only happen in New England at the Moot Bowl, right? As far as I know, when yeah, it comes to late model racing. Maybe a Granite State race, that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So it doesn't happen that often. It's a special thing. It's not special down here. That's what you do. You're either quick or you're not. And um, we have, in my, in my life, I ran two of the largest, two of the larger late model races. A Motor Beach 400, which is a late model stock race. We made that race. I ran the, I've ran the snowflake twice and had, and the first time it got weird because it rained out. We came back, they let everyone race, but this year, bro, <laughs> I was sweating. Like I knew that we had a good piece. Like I felt like we were, we were good. And, and I missed my lap, missed my lap on, on both of them. 
And so we run this 06 and we should have ran like an 80. So we run the, or we run an 03. Come in, they're like, they click in and they're like, ah, we, I think we're going to be okay here. I'm like, okay, I think we're going to be okay. We went 22nd out of 44, I think. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, we'll be okay. We're 12. I'm like, yeah, we're okay. Those, we were never outside the top, like, 20, 22 when we were on competitive tires the entire time. We weren't. And I was like, okay, we'll be fine. Nah. <laughs> nah. <sighs> Qualifying, the day goes on, you know, and we're, we're sitting there, and I'm, like, looking around, whatever. Cloud comes over. Now, for everybody back home in New England, like, that might not really mean anything, but when I tell you it means speed when cloud coverage shows up, it means a tenth or two. And a tenth or two in the snowball derby qualifying is literally life or death. That's the separation. And yeah, I mean, it's it separates a lot. And so we're getting – I'm sitting next to Josh Williams, who's a buddy. Uh, who runs Xfinity and um, where he, he ran like a 99. So like we're literally me and him are both like right there. And, I, and, you know, I want him to make it. I want to make it, but I know that if he don't make it, I definitely make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I really want him to make it. And we're, I'm dude, I start, we're probably, we just keep getting knocked off, knocked off, knocked off. And my car is that like, I felt like we were competitive with and should have been, you know, ahead of, and, and they just put in a better lap than I did. I just really, I don't do it enough to do it right all the time. Cause I only race once a year right now. And I decide that I'm going to go for the biggest race of the year because they got the eyeballs, right? Like for me, if I'm going to get to do this more, I need to showcase my talent on the bigger stages, but it's also a catch 22 because then, you know, if you don't run great, and people are like, oh, well, you're not really that. And it's like, well, I only, I don't get to practice. Like, imagine LeBron James. Like, we want everyone watch the last dance, right? Michael Jordan left. He comes back for the end of the season, takes him to the playoffs, but then he gets like, super tired and doesn't make it. Like, it matters. Reps matters. Anything in life. So I'm sitting there. It's getting down to it. I'm pacing back and forth and back and forth. We can't have our phones because the new rules. So I don't know what everyone's running. I'm watching on the big screen. <laughs> I'm getting information from people right across the pit road, right? It gets down to we are literally 20, I think we're 28th, and there's four cars left. I think this is how it goes. And like, but at the back end of the field, there were some hitters. But there was mixed in with some people that I knew I felt like we should beat. Well, the hitters I knew we weren't going to beat, but some of the people I felt like we should beat, we didn't beat all of them. There's two of them that got us. I'm like, oh my God, I'm stressing. I'm about to throw up. I'm trying to think of everything I could do just to stay calm. There's no staying calm. Like, because making the race on time versus racing your way in, there's just a lot of like gratitude and like you earned it. Like, you should be here when you make it on time. I had to race my way into the Myrtle Beach 400 and I had to do it racing three wide. And it was super cool, but it's not the same, right? It's just not the same. So, and man, here we go. We're sitting now, we get knocked off, right? I went from 29th to 30th. And I got one car left. 
one card, one guy that could make it or break it for me. Oh, sorry, two, two. We're 29th. No, we are 30th. Two cards. And it's the 15th of Jake Johnson. <laughs> Mind you, he ends up winning this race. The snowflake one. That's our boy. He's got a BFP sticker on the tailpiece. Yeah. <laughs> your boy. He comes and I'm like, shh. And I know Scott, I know his crew chief, Wimmer. And Wimmer, Wimmer puts out a good piece. They put out good race cars. And I'm like, this ain't good. He goes off in there. I think he ran a I think he ran a O. He ran like a O thirty. We ran a a, a 17035. The car right in front of him to kick us to 30th ran a 17033. <laughs> so I'm in 30th by 200s. I beat him by 200s. And then the next car, like, we beat him by a 10th. And that whole emotional roller, like, because I wanted that so bad to be like, we're in on time. We should have, guys. I about threw up all over myself. Like, you would have thought that I won the Daytona 500 qualifying on time like that. It was the most thrilling and most, uh, I don't know. I got no words for it. The only thing that would have been more, that would have been more is like being on that bubble for the Milk Bowl, I think, for me. Like, there's no race I want to win more than the Milk Bowl, but like that feeling, ugh. Dude, the way, so for the people that haven't been, the way that, like, the whole atmosphere is is just so unbelievable that you, like, can't put it into words. Like, the, oh, the way the announcers present it is so wild. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have Speed 51 cameras right in your face broadcasting to the world while you're sitting 30th with a couple cars left. So, I mean, I can't it's even – like It's like Daytona, like, 10, 20 years ago when, like, 70 cars would go. And, like, people were literally mortgaging their houses to make this. And for me, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? I got great partners. I got Elliot's. I got Truly. I got uh, Fathead's Eyewear, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney. You know, we had a bunch of people on board, Arai Sports and Dynamic Landscaping Services. We had a bunch of people on board. But especially for them, like, I want to make – like, they gave me money to run well and qualify for this race. And we had to be in, like it just, and you know, God, God works in really strange ways. And for him to put us in the 30th spot was pretty wild because you get a lot more TV time off of that too, right? Like being the last one in, you know what I mean? So even though I would have rather been like 12, <laughs> where I think we should have been, like 30th for all the exposure was good. And the other thing that was cool was a guy that literally saved my life, like saved my life down here named Doug Chenard, who's from up around our area. He, uh, he passed away this year. And when I was needing a job, he gave me one. Well, he came down to this race with Corey LaJoy. And I worked on the car that weekend. And Corey qualified in in the 30th spot too. And so there was like a moment there where it was like, man, like that, that, that was kind of a cool moment. Like a lot of people in a lot of racing wells know Doug Chenard and how much he loved racing. And uh, it was just kind of cool when it was like, man, he, he definitely was looking out. He's like 30s a spot. And I'm like, I could have done with like 
26th. But <laughs> thanks for getting us in. <laughs> for sure, man. So, yeah, I mean, you touched on it there a little bit. You know, just to get you to the Snowflake or down to Pensacola in general, you, you had a relationship yeah. with uh, Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney and uh, Truly and all these people. So how, how does that happen? How do you end up hooking up with Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney? Like, you know, it seems like they were a really big part of that. So how does that even happen? Yeah, man. Um, when it comes to those two, that that's family, you know, like, like, like Bubba, Bubba and I met during the diversity program stuff. Um, Ryan, I've known his family for so long since I've been here. I used to party with his older sister, Emma. And then, yeah, his older sister, <laughs> Emma, who's dating, who's dating, or married, not dating, married to Kale Connolly, yep. right? And they got a little boy named Louie who's rocks this awesome, like, <laughs> dude, he's got the best mullet. And he's like two or three years old. It's so funny. Uh, so I've known her. And then it's weird because it skipped over Ryan because Ryan was racing like past north. So I didn't really know Ryan until honestly until like 2012 13 and it, and then it went to it skipped ryan for a while and I, I became friends with aaron his younger sister and then and then me and ryan started hanging out more so like i've been around all of them growing up right and um when it comes to those two guys like i mean it's it's a it's a family affair we got each other's backs like we understand a lot of each other's struggle and they, they understand mine as far as it takes a lot being in the right time and the right place and the right position to go be great. There's only 120 guys that get to do that at the top level week in and week out. So, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? Like I, I changed, I used to think that was the dream, right? was being on the top three tiers racing every week. That's the goal. The dream is getting to be able to race on Saturday night whenever you want to and not spend an arm and a leg to go do it because that's really where you love it is on Saturday, Friday, Saturday nights, Thursday if you're at Thunder Road, <laughs> you know. So it's just that's, you know, that's where it is for me. But for those two guys to invest time and money in me, it, and we talk, like we talk all the time. And um you know, about life and about everything. And, and for those two guys to kind of like feel like, you know, I'll put my name on this. I'll stand behind you. That means a lot. Like, yeah, do they got it? Yeah, obviously they got it. You know, they're racing cup cars. Like they got it, but they don't have to do it. That's a decision in their hearts that they want to do and want to make. And uh, to have people in your corner like that, and they're not the only ones. You know, I got a lot of people like Brennan Ernest from Ernest Performance makes the best shocks in the game and Brennan has had my back since day one before he even saw me drive a race car but he believed in the person I was more than the talent and that means a lot too you know what I mean so it's taken a lot of people to get here and I don't even feel like I feel like I'm just getting started you know I feel like there's a long long way to go and uh I don't need to I would love to if I race like an Xfinity car at Loudon, I feel like I could hang it up at that point. Yeah. Xfinity car at Loudon, absolutely, like a good one, not like just one, yeah. but like like one that I can compete at. And after I get out of that car, I can walk across those beautiful that beautiful granite start finish line 
kiss it, walk up to where I used to watch every race as a kid on the 50, 51st row right before getting into turn one, sit there and like have a moment. Like that, that's, that's it right there. That's actually kind of incredible that you said that because, you know, we, we talked to Noah, you know, last week, we've said that a couple times already, but he said that racing NASCAR, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Like that's, and we know that for those guys, that's their job. That's what pays the bills. And, you know, that's, that's what right. to, to end up going to you know, Friday, Saturday night, short track races on someone else's dime. You know, that we, right. that's the game. Right. That's the goal for, you know, quote unquote, real racers. And I think right. that proves that by you simply saying that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. purple with green hair. And who cares if you can drive a race car, you can drive a race car. But you saying that about Loudon, I've said that for a long time. Like all I've ever wanted to do is just either run either the pass race or something at Loudon. Cause that like Loudon, at Loudon. That's, that's like the pinnacle. You know what I mean? That's, that's our Daytona of the North, the Northeast. And yeah. I, I have a picture on my Instagram. It's me just standing on the front, you know, the front stretch start finish line. I think Brad actually might've even taken it and all the quotes, <laughs> um, you know, maybe one day with a car behind me. So, you know, that's, that's the dream. And I, I respect the shit out of you even just saying that, and, you know, that you just want to race. That, you know, it's, it doesn't matter what you look like or what you do or anything. As long as you can drive a car, that's all that fucking matters. 100%. It, bro, I'll race a wheelbarrow. I'm competitive as shit. I'm like, I'm not quite Michael Jordan competitive, but, like, I hate losing. Back at the office on my day, daily job uh, at Experience Events Group, we have a ping pong table set up and we play ping pong for an hour after work. Yeah. And, and tell you what, it gets brutal in there. I hate losing and I'm not the best at ping pong, but I'm pretty good, but I mess up a lot. And it's just, you know, when it comes to racing and, and the, all that, like Loudon, Loudon's it, man. Like people, when I say that, they're like, really? I'm like, you don't get it. Like we, you guys get it. Like being in New England, like we get, you know, Watkins Glen is cool. I love Watkins Glen, but I only want to, I, I don't really want to go to watch that race. Like I've been there plenty of time. We run well there, but to be a fan there, it's kind of tough. It's a different environment. But being a fan at Loudon, you got Canadians, New Yorkers, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts. You got the whole 13 colonies plus Quebec and now Montreal. <laughs> like, bro. And the fact that we have one race now is a damn shame. And the fact that the town of Laconia, I think it is, doesn't has a nose, no, uh, doesn't let them run um, at night is absolutely blasphemy. We were sponsored by Sylvania for like what? Like no lights there. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, literally a race that's sponsored by lights. You can't use the lights. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. wild to me, though. Loudon, like, even for – so, like, I, I raced very, very briefly, um, and I haven't got back into it, but I have friends that are, are kind of – they kind of grew up like me where they, they like, watch from afar. They'll, they'll hit a short track yeah. on Saturday uh, from time to time. But it's wild. Like, the kids that I grew up with that maybe I don't talk to on a day-to-day -day basis, when Loudon comes around, like, two to three weeks before Loudon, I get added to group chats left and right. Like, 
boys, where are we camping? What day are we going? Where are we sitting? Where are the tickets? I'm like, let's go. Like all these kids that are like very, very fair weather racing fans, Loudon is an event for them. And I love that. I love that. And, and for me, like at this point, you know, working with Truly, well, you guys know Truly is a Boston brewing company. It doesn't really get much better than being from New England and having a Boston brewing company that you get to work with. And like when, when Loudon comes around, I hope that we have fans. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to throw one of the biggest truly parties or Boston brewing parties at Loudon. I don't care what it costs it's gonna happen and you guys are gonna be there and we're gonna throw down it's gonna be so much fun we've been talking like so we've got you know some money set you know trying to set some aside we're trying to get a camper and with this camper we want to go to these races and throw just bfp bangers just just parties with all the strangers have just you know just a celebration weekend every weekend bangers get to go to the races that's a fucking party so let's go i'm all in on everything you just said i'm not a big seltzer guy either these trulies are fucking incredible i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, be be careful because when you get to like six (laughs) everything starts changing a little bit like i'm not gonna like people bag on like people like so at the racetrack right at the snowball derby Every every day I walked in there, I had at least a case, at least a case walking in. People and by by the end of the week, everyone's like, "Hey man, you got some truly stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on over the trailer, we'll give you some." Now they're like, "Oh, what is that? Like a girl's drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah, do me a favor, big dog. Go ahead, drink. What do you drink on, on that other stuff? Like twelve or whatever? And you think you're a badass? Drink six of these. Tell me how you feel after. Hey, you're not gonna feel bloated." B, you actually enjoy the taste. And C, it's going to put you in a different mindset than you thought it was going to put you in. Like, they're pretty – because you drink them so fast because they're so good. Oh, I thought – so, again, I'm not a big seltzer guy, but we got a sixer, and it's already not good in the two of us. He's, he's big on the anti-seltzer train, and I've never heard him say that he liked a seltzer in his entire life. So, that's, this is big this right is, This is big news. Yeah. This is real big news. Yeah. I don't I – don't Hey, man. Don't don't tease me. We knew we were having you on. We're like, we can't not have a truly with the truly guy. I'll figure out how to get you guys a couple, you know, a couple cases for the for the podcast. Don't tease me now. Oh shit! I mean, we, I mean, we love, we love, 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 love free alcohol. So it is what it is, man. We've had we've had one we've had one sponsor for a very very long time, and his whole premise was to give us money just to buy beer and alcohol for the podcast, so that when we were recording, we had something to drink. So hey, you know, we're always we're always appreciative of alcohol. And actually, it's funny, my buddy, my buddy Luke, that I I, I play hockey with him. Uh, he doesn't he probably doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't he's not really big into racing, but he's a sales rep for Truly. And he's like, man, I got like last year or maybe the year before, I guess. He's like, man, I, I always get like invited to go to these, like go to the, the Loudon race for like Twisted Tea and Truly and all this stuff. And he never goes. So I'm going to have to get him to come this, this one time. When you Bro, get him, get him, get me, get me and him linked up. We'll, we'll really, listen, we'll throw a party at Loudon. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good nah, party. Let me say this. We're talking DJ. We're talking music. We're talking sleuths. We're talking all <laughs> of it. We need all of it now. The whole thing. I want. <laughs> I want. I want kids from UMass. I want kids from BC. I want kids from UVM, 
UNH, I listen, I want the whole thing. Like I want that so bad because so I'm actually um, it's funny you say that I'm working on a concept. I want to bring game day to the racetrack. Right. Okay. I, I want to do that. And like I want to give bring that game day vibe to the racetrack. I don't care if you love racing or hate racing, but everybody likes to have a good time. So that's kind of this concept that I'm working on. I got some people that love it and that want to be a part of it. To me, it's like, well, all we got to do is go to some colleges, right? When life is back to normal, post-COVID, you go to these colleges, you go to the best bar that they like to go to all the time, you do a little promotion. Hey, hey, we're throwing a party. Okay, where is it at? Here's the address. Show up. Enjoy yourself. Maybe get some free drinks. Who knows? Maybe find the love of your life at Loudon, at Loudon Speedway, like at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. You don't know, but come enjoy it. Your boy Mamba will be there. Your boys from Black Flag Podcast will be there. We'll get a DJ. We'll have a great weekend. And you're going to be like, man, tell me you guys are going to do that again. I promise you, at the end of it, people, y'all want to be a part of it every week. We're going to own that X lot, man. That's going to be us. <laughs> Dude, I'm down. I am down. So down. So, we're so down. Have to work on that. I'm, I'm all in. I'm we're, we're, we're all we'll in. Def- we'll definitely work on Yeah, no. I, I've never wanted something so much more than more than that. And and I actually got a uh, a new partner that's called uh, Bikini Coast International. And what they actually do is um they host bikini contests and it's i'm not saying listen i'm not saying you're gonna find your wife but i've fallen in love on their instagram at least 10 times already listen i fell in love 10 times on their instagram just through like the first 12 posts that i when i was looking at it wow we we went to babes last week in pensacola and i think we fell in love with a few of them at the strip club so i get it it is what it is (laughs) you know it is what it is. As my mom said, that'll be, the, that'll, be like that. That'll be the hashtag of the party. Be, it is what it is. Just hashtag it is what it is. It is what it is. Man, it I, is I, what I, it is. We're making magic at the magic mile. Oh, oh I love that. let's go. Love it. No, man, for real though. Our buddy, no, go ahead, go ahead. Our buddy that fell the hardest at Babes uh, was showing us some videos and pictures of what he does in the X-Law, and it is spectacular. I mean, it is, like, basically exactly what you're talking about. They have, like, campers set up in, like, a U-shape with just people stacked in. Like, this is pre-COVID, obviously. But, like, people stacked yeah, yeah, of course, shoulder of course. to shoulder. <laughs> like, you're, you're breathing on everyone. There's, there's probably saliva and shit flowing around pre-COVID. Uh, this is going to be a post-COVID. Every, everyone's going to be cooped up for the whole year. And all 2020 and 2021, we're going to come out and make it bigger and better than ever. So I'm all in on that. He has stripper poles on campers and shit. Oh, man. Dude. Whatever, whatever we got to do to make sure people are having a good time. Honestly, that's, that's it, though, right? Is, is this year – I've been a big proponent of saying this. This year, a couple things. One, if you haven't – if you didn't like your situation pre-COVID, whatever it was, work, life, friends, whatever it was, if you didn't take time to work on that, then you miss what 
you know, the universe or God, whatever you believe in, you missed what it was giving you. You missed the silver lining in it because the silver lining is it was a free year. You, yeah. Never in the history of human beings have we had a free year to figure out what you really want to do in life and what really matters to you. And to me, what really matters is, is um, making people happy putting smiles on their faces, making moments. And this year has taught us that not everything is here forever, right? Like, like if there's a concert you want to go to when, when we hit post COVID, you better hit it. Like if there's a, if there's a movie you want to see, you better go see it. We lost, not, we lost Kobe Bryant. We lost Chadwick Boseman in 2020. I, I expected at some point I was going to meet Kobe, but I really thought I was going to meet him at some point and just be able to like pick his brain and his mind on, on things. Can't. Chadwick Boseman, love his movies. All of them. Black Panther hadn't even started, two hadn't even started yet. And it was hyped up to be like one of the best Marvel movies ever. Big movie guy. Was stoked. Don't get that now. That you want to change, you got to go change it because or else you're just wasting time you don't get that back right you, you just don't like that's like the the one thing no matter what in in the history of anything that you can't get more of is time we got x amount in our little our little hourglass and when that last sand goes through that's it baby so you better get it while you're the getting's good and it sounds like uh loud and 2021 could possibly be the place to be. If not, I promise 2022 will be it. But if we can do it in 2021, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an all-time deal. After what you just said, I could run through a fucking brick wall right now. So there's absolutely no excuse as to why we can't make that happen. Come seven months from now, or whatever it is, like we're we're just gonna do oh, it. Oh man, you just gotta say you do it, and then you set a timeline and you make it happen. You, know, you, you just make it happen. I think you're my new spirit animal, honestly. Like, you're my Bro. coach. I think I'm going to call you when, I, yes. when I'm sad. I think Whenever I'm you got my number. Whenever you need some. I actually, it's funny you say that. I, my, my, my Instagram, because you can put, like, whatever you are in there. And um, back, back in the day when I had Tinder and Bumble and that stuff, I've, I've now gotten rid of it because it's completely worthless because – I've realized for me, for me, that (laughs) the best thing I have to offer anybody, you're not going to learn on this profile, right? Like the things that you're going to be attracted to aren't on this profile. It's you got to sit down and talk to me and let me schmooze you a little bit. Let me, let me say some funny things. I'm like Kevin Hart, bro. Like (laughs) I'm a little taller, a little more attractive, way less money, Kevin Hart and younger. That's it. That's, That's it. I accept that role. I'm fine with it. It's it's great. I love it. But you know, audio you know, for yourself right now. What is this? Is yeah, this- maybe. Yeah, maybe. I might be using you guys to help me out. No, but like, so I, you know, got rid of all that stuff. And uh, honestly, I just forgot where I was headed with that. But <laughs> whatever, it's great. No, I, we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have so much fun. Uh, we're definitely gonna figure it out. I we're gonna do. I want to do this. I want to end up doing it like. If not every week, every weekend is really tough, right? To go and do that travel. Like you need a really good sponsor that believes in that. Uh, but I want to do it, you know, at least 
one at every racetrack. And then, you know, like one, if there's two races, one do at one of them. You know, if there's only one, I want to make sure we hit that because every fan base wants to just enjoy life. Yeah. And that's a Mamba moment, enjoying life. You grab a Truly, put your fuck, you put, yeah, hey, hey, hashtag Mamba. You put, grab a Truly, you put your, your fat head sunglasses on, and you just sit back and chill and look around and take a moment to appreciate some people in your life. Whether you know them or not, you cheers them, right? That's it. Well, maybe we can, uh, you know, do a little bit of a partnership here, man. We'll, do, we'll just start throwing parties mm -hmm. all over the Northeast at all the racetracks we end up at. But well especially the listen i mean you know to get that fan base built for the the podcast you start throwing a couple of parties at some races you, you invite some of your friends and be like hey we're throwing a tailgate i mean you can come into the race if you want to you don't have to but we're gonna throw a tailgate before the race have some fun hey we've been we've been talking about this for a while now the only difference is now we're gonna be drinking trulys and not not bud light and shit yeah. hey, let's, 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 it's gotta be Gotta get rid of this beer belly. It's, I need a truly belly. It's got, I'm telling you right now. So when I was at Stuart Haas, we were sponsored by um, Budweiser before Car was. Now it's Bush, but it was. And so I'm 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 loyal to I'm a loyal guy, loyal to brands. Bought in, bought in, bought in. The, the only problem was, even though I was working out, I, I started getting this like roundness here. <laughs> I looked down one time, I had like a round six pack and i was like i ain't gonna work that ain't gonna work i i had to cut it i had to cut it back i had to cut it back now with these trulies i don't have to cut nothing back i don't have to cut back my consumption and i don't have to work out more so consumption it's, is key. You know, it's a consumption is consumption key. is key and truly from what i hear it's coming out with an eight percent oh mm. Mm. I, uh, that that mm. might not be a good thing, actually. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing, regardless. Yeah. Talk about a mamba moment. You <laughs> mm. might get three mamba moments out of that one. <laughs> oh, no, boys, but I appreciate what you guys are doing with the with the podcast. I think it's super cool. When I met you guys and you got and with Austin, and he's like, "Hey, they're from New England." Like, I love that. Uh, I think, you know, is a, is a culture, right? Where you're from and when you relate to people and it's like, oh no, I can say this and you a hundred percent know what I'm getting at. And with like, I'm trying to hold this flag up. Like Priest does a really good job. Like Ryan does a really good job at, at reaching back to back home all the time, but he's kind of like Southern New England. Right. And I feel yeah. like, yeah, he's with the he's a modified guy, so they're very like Long Island, you know, in that area, and I and you know Connecticut and all that stuff. And I feel like I'm more of a central guy, and I relate more to the central, northern uh, New England part. And I might not be able to do it on Sunday, for whatever reason, whether it be talent or money. Jury's still out. I don't know, but we're building a brand that I hope that people back home can appreciate relate to and want to be a part of and there's one thing about me is i'm never gonna forget where i come from and whenever any time i meet somebody whenever i see a uh, license plate down here that's anything new england i'm like hey hey where you from i'm from my window hey where you from they're like oh i'm from i'm from burlington oh, I'm Randall. hey you know like that <laughs> 
that's me, man. I love people. Love people. I, th- I think that that's, that's one of the biggest things with this show is that, you know, whether you're there because you like f- going fast or you like loud noises or you like bright colors of cars or whatever it may be, you're all at the racetrack for kind of the same reason. You know what I mean? And the fact mm-hmm. that you're all there for the same reason means that you're all probably going to want to at least hang out or at least have a, a, a minimal conversation or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things that it, it really is a bond, whether you even know the person beforehand or not. You know what I mean? And I, I, I just love the mm-hmm. fact that you're – honestly, going into this, I had no idea how this conversation was going to go. I really didn't. Um, and, you know, just the, the brief interaction we had down south. And it, also wild that we met each other in Florida. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah, kind of random. Like, I mean, very random, yeah. very random. Um, but yeah. it, you know, it's it's one of those things that like you to to be a part of this sport, you you have to respect it, but you also have to want to further it somehow. And it, I I love the fact right. that you have all sorts of you know plans and aspirations to to do that, and I think it's very in line with what we want to do here at the show. No, for sure. Actually, I think it's very in line because where I'm at, right is I'm trying to build, I've told a lot of people, like, they're like, you know, I travel for work. So, you know, I work for Dodge and for FCA. So I do a lot of events with them. And uh, there are people, a lot of my friends are like, oh, you're always gone. I'm like, I'm building something. Like, I'm building an empire. And, like, I don't think people really know when I say that what I mean. And what I mean is I'm, I'm building something that I want people to want to be a part of. I'm building, putting something together that people are going to gain something from. And I, everyone has a platform. Mine just happens to be in NASCAR and in racing in general and in motorsports. And it keeps expanding because I keep expanding my thought process and I keep expanding the people I have around me and. I have a lot of people around me that aren't like-minded, right? Like, so it's very easy to get into a bubble. Like bubble is something, a term now, a 2020 term. You're in a bubble, right? NBA bubble, football bubble, we're in a bubble. Well, it's very easy to get into your own bubble uh, when everything you see and all the people you're around always agree with what you say and what you do. How how is that going to further, you know, your growth as a person? How is that going to make you better in different realms if everyone disagrees with you? No, I need someone that's going to – I need people that are challenge me. Like, challenge the way I think. Why do I think this way? Well, I think it, like, because of this. And they're like, okay, well, have you thought about X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, you know what? I never thought about it like that before. And in society – especially now you guys know i mean we're at the, we're around the same age and people don't know how to communicate anymore they don't know how to have conversation they definitely don't know how to have conversations from different sides so things like the black flag podcast or you know things that i'm doing to sit down have a conversation because you know people respect each other like this but when it gets socially oh everyone feels like they got to bow up and they got to like defend something like, no, man, like if you want me to hear your side, just communicate, just speak it. Like we don't have to fight about it. At the end of the day, I might not agree, but at least I'm going to understand. And I think that's big for me when people 
there's a lot of people I've met that are like, man, I didn't, I didn't like you when I first met you. And I'm like, well, why? Well, I thought you were like this. I thought you were like that and this, that, and the other. I'm like, nah, I'm just, you know, you just, once you get to know me, you understand why I am the way I am. Goes back to that Tinder Bumble stuff. Like you got, you know, sweetheart. I'm not, I'm not a player. I just play it well. That's it. That's it. That's the difference. <laughs> no, but you know, it's just, you know, people get really caught up in, in what they think and perceive. And so I, I hope to build a brand and build something that allows people to be like a little more compassionate, a little bit more uh, guard down, um, a little bit more retrieving of information so they can better themselves. I want everyone to reach their potential. And I love helping people do that. And they usually just have to get out of their own way so they can reach where they want to get to. I love that, man. And, you know, so, so five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, 20, 20 yeah. 30, you know, what's the, what's the mama brand? What is it at that point? What are you shooting for? Like, mm. like what is, what's the end goal? Good, you know, what if, you know good question. I mean? Good question. Like, what is it that's going to make me um, buy into the mama brand? Yeah. That's, I, I think the end goal is, is authenticity, right? I, like anyone that watches this podcast, I promise you that I am the same person on this podcast as I am off it, as I am walking down the street at the racetrack. Like I want to, I want people to, I don't want anyone to want to be me. Like that's not what it is. I want people to take some things that I bring positively into their life, apply it and be better personally. Like, I don't think like trying to be better than somebody else is a very toxic thing to do. Right. Because, you know, even though business and everything is competition, you just got to be the best that you can do. And then, or else you're not going to enjoy it, right? Like if you're if your benchmark is someone else, like bro, that's not that's not fair. Like like how is it, how is anybody else going to try and be me when my whole life is different upbringing and that's like all it takes it's 28 years of me being Dylan Smith or Mamba Smith to be where I'm at right now, you'll never get that. Like I could never be you guys. So I think at the end of the day, I, I, I want the brand to push people to be the, the very best that they can be. And whether that means, if that means you gotta cut out some friends, if that means you gotta cut out, you know, some habits that you have, if that mean like I love Bojangles. I know you guys don't know, probably don't know what Bojangles is. We like a Bojangles. Love Bojangles. That was our dinner last Sunday at the Charlotte Airport for sure. Oh my God. I will smash some Bojangles, bro. I love it. It's the best, it's the best chicken in the world to me. I love it. But I had to cut it out because at one point I was eating it almost three times a day. Like every meal. I could eat it every meal. But I had to cut that out. It's easy, it's easy to do. They got the Cajun filet. You got <laughs> you got the mac and cheese. You got the you can get a three piece. I thought I had to cut it out because what to reach my potential, what I wanted my body to be like and react like 
had to be different, you know? So I don't know. I watch, I watch stuff like the, the last dance and that stuff gets me heat. It gets me fired up. Like, I'm like, I want, I can't be Michael Jordan, but I can have the mentality of a Michael Jordan to be great at something I want to be great at. And I think people get a lot of caught up in being a, um, uh, an observer, not only of other people's lives, but of their own lives. And that's kind of why, that's why there's influences, right? Because people just want to observe what, how great life could be. Well, most of the time those influencers are mad. They're not, their lives aren't happy. Like they're not enjoying it. Like I, I feel like I enjoy my life more than anybody else on the planet, but it's because I'm true to who I am. And I, I just want to make sure that I convey that I show that like, uh, especially on Twitter. That's my, that's my, where I live. Like I live on Twitter. I love Twitter. I can communicate with people, have in-depth conversation with people. Um, made a lot of connections. My DMs are wide open. If anybody wants to talk about anything, where do they find? There's you? a safe. Where do they? Well, find huh? What is it? What's what do they find me? It's hey man. It's it's Mama Smith thirty four. That's it. All right. That's that's literally all of my socials. Somehow no one's taking it. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's it. If you want to well, find me, have a conversation. Don't, don't be the next whoever. Just be the best version you know be the best you you know what i mean just be the yeah. best version of whatever it is that it is that you want to do Hell yeah maybe not everybody wants to be a basketball player maybe not everybody wants to even be a race car driver but you can at least be the best version of yourself which at that point you've taken the biggest and best opportunity that you've been given from whatever that may be you know we, we're pretty mm-hmm. open on the show we're not super religious by any means but like there, there's obviously some reason why we're here you know what I mean? Like, and I've always mm-hmm. believed that like things happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. if, if I have this opportunity to be Charlie Sanborn or him, Brad Saucier, I'd rather be the guy that takes advantage of it and, you know, makes everybody happy at a party or maybe some people want to fight me. That's happened before too, but you know, I've had the experience happens sometimes. what it is to be a human. And if you don't take the full opportunity and experience at anything, you're stupid. You know, you're, you're foolish. You know, even a couple of weeks Stupid. ago, or actually probably a couple of months ago at this point, Brad and I went to, to Riverhead, um, which it's on Long Island, and you got to take a ferry to go there. And there was a moment mm-hmm. where Brad like, I think I'm just going to sleep in the car. I was like, I've never ferried to a racetrack. As exhausted as I am, I'm going to get out and I'm going to enjoy the ferry. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you never did that before? No, we never done that before. So it's, it's wow. little small blips in life and just experience it. Even if you only do it once, just know that you like it or not. And it's the same thing when you're little. If your mom's like, hey, eat this food. And you're like, no, that's gross. Well, have you tried it yet? Well, no. Well, then try it. Try it once. See if you can like it and then go from there. And racing's the same way for all these people that are like, oh, just go left. It's just go left. No, just go. See if you like it. If you don't, then that's fine. But if you do, then we gain another person. That's right. What do you say, Brad? What do you think about all that? I, I just, just kind of went on like church mode there for a second. I, I mean, I was, I've been talking for a while because these truly <laughs> make me my motor mouth go. So the, the whole the whole time he was just talking, I was looking over at the truly wild berry box, and this kid is very anti seltzer as of uh, before we started recording this. And so when the the mother's trying to force feed something that you don't you want to try or you haven't tried before oh. that you don't like, that's this kid with the wild mm-hmm. berry truly. Now he loves them. So mm-hmm. We're gonna, be, we're gonna become seltzer mm-hmm. guy. I think, I, th- I think we. 
I think we've become a seltzer podcast, maybe. Yeah. We've been big on the bush and the Miller Lights in the past, but I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the Truly guy may have brought out some seltzer in me. I'm just saying that you might get an increase of female. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Let's some go. female interaction on the Black Flag podcast with some Trulys because I know for a fact that women love Truly. That's a that's a God-given fact. If there's not one thing I know in this world, it's that women love Truly. That's, of all shapes, sizes, and colors. It I, doesn't matter. I know I know one <laughs> thing in the world, and that is that is the one thing that they That's the love. one thing. Yeah. Just drink it. Just have it with you. You don't even need to drink it. Just buy it. Because someone's going to be like, oh, what do you got in your cooler? Oh, is this truly? Is anyone? No, you can have it. Sweet. Nothing because but a, yeah, no going to drink it. Truly. And I've, I've never been more proud of us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, no, like, like, like I said, you guys, are, you guys are killing it. When, when I had heard that you guys were from up there, I was like, shoot. Like, that's cool. I, I need uh, – I didn't expect you guys to call me about being on the podcast, but I was super stoked uh, to do it and to be here. I love the, the 12 G hat. Shout out to Derek. Good talking about racing because as we should, um, that <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I was talking to, it is a racing podcast and we went way, we went way Mamba steered you into life. And that's oh, usually dude, that's how that even happens. the farthest we've ever been off track by even oh, a lot. This, this show, this show no, is very much, it's, it. it's really like, it's a racing podcast that talks probably about 25% about racing and 75% about our life and parties and drinking and it's just sluts. stupid things that we do. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, but like, that's the, Oh my, that's the relatable part, right? Like, so that's, that with everything that I'm doing and a lot of people like, you know, what's Ryan Blaney? Like what's Bubba Walsh? Like what's Chase Elliott? Like what's Tony Stewart? I'm like, Hey, just, you know what you should do is if you ever see him out, one man just bolted. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was gone. We we were drinking these Trulies down too fast. Now we got to take a leak. Both of us. That was, that was the second one. And he just knocked that. That is, that is one downside. Yeah, I know, dude. They go down <laughs> so fast. It was wild. Like we were here for five minutes. Dude, and I had two of them. This is literally. It's literally. I couldn't have. I couldn't have found a better partner because they taste good. Like that. There, there's only one reason why you drink something that fast is because it tastes so good. Oh yeah. So, but but everyone asked me like, what what about these guys? And I'm like, man, they're just like any other person. They're super chill. I'm like, if you see one and you want an interaction. This is what you do. You buy them a drink. You send it down to them. Because like any person in the entire world, if I get a drink from somebody, not only am I going to thank them with a drink back, but I'm probably going to walk up and hand deliver and be like, hey, man, I, I don't know you, but I really appreciate that for whatever reason you did. That's what you do. You know what I mean? And everything that I'm doing into the future, into 2021, it's a lot about peeling back the curtain on people. Like I, I have had the, the luxury, the privilege of meeting a lot of people and meeting a lot of people that people would love to meet and want to know. I've became friends with these people and they trust me to not put them in a bad spot. And um, I appreciate that. So to go further than that, I want to put them in the best light that I possibly can 
which is, you know, podcasts, which is Zoom calls, which is all this video stuff that you guys are doing that everyone else is doing. But when it's a conversation with me with a Ricky Stenthouse or a Tony Stewart or a Kevin Harvick or a Delana Harvick or a Cassie Smith, who's the awesome wife of Marcus Smith, who is the basically the CEO of like 12 of these racetracks at SMI, you're going to get an authentic look into these people's lives. And that's something I'm super excited about bringing to everybody because they don't know. And everyone wants to know, right? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know if I sit down with Tom Brady. Is he this guy that I love? The guy that I love. Big Patriots guy. I know you're a Steelers guy. Whatever. Guy that I love. That's just a him thing. Don't worry. That doesn't even make sense, but whatever. <laughs> is he the guy that I love, or is he, like, a dink like other people want to say? And I hope that he's a guy that I love. But I don't know until I get to watch watch that. So I want to bring that to people. I respect that. That's I went again off course. On, I went again off course, but it's fine. You started talking about Derek, and then somehow we just ended up bashing me because I like the Steelers. But that's, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, I bet Derek likes the Patriots. That's all. He probably, He's probably does. mad you're wearing his hat with a Pittsburgh Steelers Actually, yeah. Hoodie. We should send him a picture of that. He's probably not he's not going to be pumped about that. No, anyway. Probably not going to be pumped. I, I think that that's the whole point of shows like this. Like you said, like what we what we aim or strive to do is, you know, who actually is Dylan Smith or Mamba Smith or who actually is Noah Gregson, who actually is Andy Austin or anybody else that we've had on the show, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're not regulated. It's a podcast. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. If not, there's millions of others to listen to. That's the, I think that that's what's great. It's so uncensored, unadulterated or whatever. And like, you're, you're literally what in your living room or wherever you are right now. I, I am literally in, my kitchen dining room area um so uh me my friend chase and rb ryan we got an apartment 15 months ago so down here in charlotte we live in a 24-story apartment building yeah i'm flexing a little bit because i'm about to move out i'm a little sad i love this place but covid and things and like you know life changes so i have highly enjoyed it through a couple bangers here been great the neighbors are great we party with them all the time. I literally told them, hey, if you hear music coming, if you hear music down the hall, just walk right in the door. Open door policy. It's been great. But, uh, yeah, no, this is – you guys are in, your, in the basement, full full finished basement. Like, I see it. I love that. It's a great man cave. Yeah, man. I mean, right? we, we got three TVs. We got trophies. We got memorabilia. We got doors and shit down here. It's all, it is what it is. But that's not the type of stuff you hear or see on – NBC Sports or Fox Sports 1 or ESPN or whatever it is. You know, they have the 30-second the conversation. You sound like a robot, and then they go to a commercial. That's not what this is about. We don't care about that. No, I, I like authenticity. I want to know how someone thinks, what they care about. And I know Derek would care about that sweatshirt and that <laughs> hat combination. I know that. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, I can – and take the sweatshirt off, but I probably got to steal. No, it's it. fine. They've lost the last few games to trash teams, so it's it is what it is. What it is. At least we're gonna make the playoffs, but that's fine. Yeah, we probably. Uh, <laughs> well, we probably won't. But hey, we, we did have time. nine we starters. Time, man. Right, listen, you know I'm not gonna let this. I got. I gotta say something that <laughs> everyone knows. Uh, the Patriots are gonna be great again for the next ten years because. 
they got a great coaching staff. We're going to figure out the quarterback situation. I like Cam in the future, but he was here for like three months. And then, oh, you're starting the game. It's like, uh. <laughs> so also we had nine defensive starters say, no, nah, we're not playing. Nine. Last time I checked, only 11 play at the same time. <laughs> so y'all are in trouble. And you're losing your quarterback. You don't even have a backup plan. At least we got Stenham. I've seen him play, and I'm like, yeah, you can win some games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fucking hate Ben Roethlisberger, but that's that's, that's the story <laughs> yeah. for day. I met him one time. Never meet your heroes. It is what it is. Um, but uh, oh, we're, for no. sure, we're for sure the worst eleven and two team of all time. So, but it is what it is. Eleven and O team. You're the first. You're the worst eleven and O team. Well, now we're ever. eleven and two, and so we're just. We're yeah, I know, but bad. but like everyone, it, it yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt as bad. As being I know, I know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have an early first round exit, and you guys are gonna get a head start on your golfing game, and you're just gonna be better than all the Steelers players. So it is what it is. Well, we're gonna have a better draft pick. Draft picks. That's, yeah, really, that's, that's, I mean, that's another thing. Yeah. I think Sweet. It's going to turn into a better draft pick, which a better, a better summer months, better coaching, you know, hopefully no COVID. And then they're going to turn back into what, what we all you know, know and love. Listen, and well, if you, what he knows and he listen, knows, listen, right? real talk, give me a fully healthy one year into the system, Cam Newton because that team loves him and they love him for a reason. Like, it's not just like they could have put in Jared Stenham a while ago and no one would think twice about it, but they still believe, yo, I swear to God, if that man gets a number one wide receiver, Sheesh. Man, this is this is what Noah was talking about when he said everyone up here is douchebags because there's no this isn't it's not it's not Cam's it's not Cam's fault. And the and the people that I see on social media, Cam could literally snap the ball, immediately get tackled by their best like Khalil Mack could just come across and sack Cam Newton, doesn't even have a second to think about it. And everyone on Facebook and Twitter is like Man, Cam Newton sucks. It's like, do you not see that he didn't have any time to make a play there? Literally, he went from Carolina, let me snap the ball and get tackled, to New England, where it's like, right now, there's like, let me snap the ball and no one's open. We don't even got jewels. Like, I mean, the reason we have six wins is literally Cam Newton. Like, we haven't won a game without him. So, obviously, Real quick, before I get done here, God, you guys got me on this rant and stuff. I keep doing it all night, but we're about we love okay. Ah, dude, okay. One, we should have beat Seattle. I I love Josh McDaniels, but I think at that stand, you let him like hike it out of the shotgun, spread him out, and let him make a decision because it puts the defense in a bind. I'm not a coach, but I'm a I'm a coach from Monday night on that. <laughs> Two. I think that we can't draft a wide receiver to save our lives. The best one we ever had drafted was Malcolm Mitchell, and he lasted four years with two bum knees. Like, That's at least something we're good at. Just trade away a pick. Go. Yeah, you guys are great at it. We're terrible at it. Also, I think that's it. It's like the, the team should be let – let me, let me give you the list. Kansas City. <laughs> No way we should have lost to Denver. We, we always beat Kansas City with two bum quarterbacks. What? We didn't even have Cam for that game. I say Denver, Seattle. Buffalo. Cam, Cam was driving 
was running with the ball, diving forward and got fumbled from and fumbled from a hit from behind on the on the game winning drive. Should have beat them. That's four wins by itself. Uh, four wins puts us at uh, ten and three, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, usually, you know, now Tom doesn't throw interceptions like Cam, but Tom didn't want to work with any of our wide receivers, so like, I don't know. I got nothing. Again, it is what it is. <laughs> let, let me ask you guys one question. I got. Yeah, what do you have for us? We've asked you all sorts of questions. That's us. Some I know. Let's go. I know. Okay, I'm going to ask you. Okay, rapid fire. One for both of you guys. One. First one. Do you think that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick sit up at home at night and like, man, we might have messed this up? Yes. No. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay, two. <laughs> where, do you want, where do you want the uh, podcast to head? What's your idea? What, what's your end goal? We want to be the next Barstool Sports. Okay. Um, that, that was the – That's that was, fantastic. Being, being a Barstool podcast but... would be like the – that was like – when we started, that, would, that was kind of like the ultimate – that was – that's a pinnacle, I mean, I guess. And then Barstool started their own. I, I think it is. They tailed off. And honestly, going back, actually, so this is going to maybe interrupt your next question, but going back on to when you said, no, like, this is, free, this is a free year or whatever – so honestly, where I work at the post office, this has been like the most hectic year of ever. So mm. this, this year for me has been really busy, but I've honestly been like, oh, I need to get a second job. I need to get a second job, whatever. Well, the podcast, it kind of, we, we, we were stalled out at like 500, 600 listens a week for a very long, long time. And then throughout the fall, we branched out into like going to tracks in Connecticut and like hitting Thompson and Stafford and, you know, tracks like that. And it really like the show kind of took off and like it caught yeah. fire. And, and we had like three or four shows really quickly that all went over a thousand listens. They kind of have stayed going up and up and up. And then honestly to have you and Noah on, like it, it's, it's hard to get, like everyone says, it's hard to get up in the morning and go to your job, whatever. Like it's hard to sit down yeah. and like be recording a podcast knowing that there's like, it seems like that it's never getting better. Right. And then it like right, 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 right. just being a free year, we kind of like put a little bit more time into it. We traveled even more than we normally would because of he he raced his Saturday nights at Beechridge, like he said, and he had more free weekends this year. So we went out, we branched out, and uh, kind of just tried to grow this thing as much as we could. And then just just to go down to the Snowball Derby and meet you and meet Noah and have both of you guys on in back to back weeks and what is usually our off season is really just helping it grow and grow as much as it, it really can at, at a time like this because. Uh, like I said on last week's show, our, our season is kind of, you know, people listen to us on the way to the racetrack because a lot of the teams are right. traveling three hours, you know, each way. So yeah, it's a long haul. They turn on the podcast, they listen to it on their way, their way through, but there's no racing going on up here now. So it's kind of a dead zone. Well, our show with Noah just is now our most listened to show of all time, and it's been up for two days. So now it, it, it the, just those social media shares and shit is getting more and more people to just even click on our podcast and listen. And like, well, it might be tough because a lot of people throughout the country aren't going to want to listen to what's happening in the new England racing scene. Well, yeah. you know, it, it, even, even like, even though we only talk 30% racing, 70% just our stupid lives and like the dumb things we do. Some people, some people get hooked on that. We touch on NASCAR, but it's like, Oh yeah, you know Chase Briscoe won today. Oh yeah, I got shit faced at Thompson and fell asleep with a backpack cooler as my pillow and and froze to death. Like and people whatever people apparently love to hear it. So it, 
this going into a free year, it kind of like it, it, the podcast had stalled out and it was re- getting really, really hard to sit down and record a show. And this whole year itself, it's kind of grown to more than I ever thought it would. So, I mean, the next right. year, next year is only going to be bigger with the, with the BFP camper there, the, the bang bus mm-hmm. and the bang bus. And uh, Jeez, we'll, throw, we'll throw, we'll throw bangers at every, every racetrack we go to. Hopefully. All right. Who's your guys' favorite race car driver of all time? Rusty Wallace. Jeff Gordon. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh. That, you guys had some you guys had some beef a couple times. Uh other than Loudon, what's your favorite racetrack? Oof. Short track or NASCAR? Ooh, let's go both. Beatridge is home. Uh right. NASCAR. So take that one out. Take yeah. that one out. Uh take that one out, short track wise. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Uh, I know where his answer is going to go. I'm just going to say Thunder Road. Thunder Road, I've said it on multiple shows. Thunder Road is my, my place. That's, I love that's my favorite racetrack around here. Jennerstown is a close – it's a toss-up between Jennerstown and – Oh, Road. man, I haven't been there yet, but it looks fantastic. I love White Mountain. I love, love, love White Mountain. I love White Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I love White Mountain, too. His Thunder Road is my White Mountain. You know, they're very similar yeah. racetracks, but – I remember yeah. the time I ever went to White Mountain, I was like, this place is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I've never seen a bad race there, whether it be a shitbox, four banger, or a wheel and modified tour race. I've never seen a bad race there. Same thing with uh, the, the, Thunder Road. But. The, first time, the first time I was at White Mountain, um, I was actually I – ha- I had to help Matt Ghostland, who is now a VP at Loudoun, who was then the crew chief for Phil Scott. He was the only one there. He drove the truck there. He needed to help back in the car out. So I backed the car out. And, you know, Phil Scott's ACT champ, Thunder Road champ. Like, I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, uh, the, I, I mean, at the time, I was testing a – I think I was testing my – either my a late model or my Allison car. And I thought that was the coolest play. Also, side note, first one I ever had in a stock car was at Beach Ridge. Let's so, go. Love that. Yeah. yeah. No. What race is this? When is this? I don't remember this. Oh man, this is Allison Cars in two thousand and eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you like know nationals or whatever it was. Dude. So so your that racetrack three and four. I told my dad. I said it's like going over railroad tracks. Like you couldn't with those little cars. You couldn't be in the gas going over three and four you're like this and you're like trying to hang on <laughs> it was an animal so like i just decided i was gonna not get in the gas until after those bumps and everyone else was wrecking everywhere they got so pissed at us but i got the checker so it was cool um let's see what what else what um do you guys think that there will be more divorces or more babies after covid Babies, divorces, babies, whores. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. Babies, yeah. Everybody, whether it's because you're locked inside with your husband, you, you made a baby. Whether it's you're trying to be defiant and hang out with people when you're not supposed to, you made a baby. Whether, it, <laughs> whether it's you, you know, you're, you're bored and you're hanging out with somebody that maybe you typically wouldn't have hung out with, and you, you made a baby. That's what happened. <laughs> Listen, you, there's so many re- ways not to do that. Fair answer. Um, who's winning the Super Bowl this year? Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. It's just gonna. That's who, yeah. Uh, they're going. They're going back to back. Except, actually, that's such a bland answer. I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills. 
Kansas City. Yeah. I like that. I'm a I'm a big Bills guy. Once we get kicked out officially, I'm a big Bills guy. I like the Bills. You're part of the Bills Mafia? No, 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 no. I just want <laughs> them to – they deserve to go – at this point, like, they they deserve – to get a shot yeah they've done their time being the doormat for the last 20 years being the like being the heartbreak kids like they just rip your heart out i mean the jets still got another 20 years but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see here if you could meet if you could meet one celebrity who would it be and and why real quick just any celebrity ever yeah any 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 ever oh shit that's tough Oh. I know. It's a big question. This is rapid fire, though. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, all Bill of it. Burr. Ooh, that's a good Bill one. Burr. Yep. I just watched Mandalorian, and he's in it. Uh, oh, I actually I was, loved him. I was honestly going to say Kevin Hart, only because, you know, recency bias. You said that, and then he said a comedian, so now I have to come up with something else. Um, <laughs> shit. I don't know. I feel like MJ would be cool. That would be one to kind I of – I feel like that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I feel like any, cool. any president – I think would be also interesting. Yeah. My, my, mine is, mine is always, people get weird. Mine is always Martin, Martin Luther King. Oh, so because I want it. Huh? They could have been dead. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why not? <laughs> he said, yeah, well, you messed up. You said, you said yours, you know, but, but mine, mine's that way because I want to know how far off we missed the mark. You know what I mean? Like, for what he, his vision, because at this point, everyone is like, his vision was this, so it was that. I, I want to know. Like, no, what actually was your vision? How close or how far we are? I feel like we're, some things were close. A lot of things I feel like we're pretty far, but that's just me. So, uh, let's see here. I, I feel like I got one more, at least one more good one. Oh, here's a good one. Sell some dinner, man. <laughs> Huh? I know, I know, but I enjoy talking to you guys. It's been fun. And I just got a text. So uh um who's gonna win? Who are your three champions next year? Oof. Like NASCAR champions? NASCAR champions, truck, Xfinity Cup. Go. I feel like we've done this and I'm gonna have a completely different answer now too. Probably. Uh that means you don't believe in it. Which is fine. <laughs> See, like for me, my, my issue is I'm a big Chase Elliott guy, so it's hard not to say Chase again. But I don't want to. Yeah, do that's that. fair. I don't want to. You do can that. say Chase again. Uh, I'm gonna go. I already got it. Okay. Grand Infinger okay. in the trucks. Mm, like it. What he knows what not to do now. We're gonna right. have Noah for the Xfinity deal. One because we're big Noah guys now, but two he's gonna win some races. He, he won a couple last year. He knows what he's doing. I think he's going to rifle off five, six, seven, maybe even. I think he's going to figure out the playoff deal and then go from there. And then Cup, I think Kevin Harvick, again, you know, kind of going off what I just – he knows what not to do now. doesn't matter if you win fucking 20 during the regular season. You got to figure out the playoff deal. He's going to put, you know, the second round together, go to Homestead and the, or wherever, Phoenix maybe, wherever they are, and then figure that out. So, Harvick. Okay. John Hunter Nemechek in the trucks. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and 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 that four truck there. Austin Cindric in Xfinity, and oh, he's gonna go back to back. Uh, who else? Uh, fuck. Uh, I guess. Well. Ah, damn it! The Cup Series is so tough. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's finally gonna get one. Second pick for Cup. Kyle Busch is not going to suck the way that he sucked this past year. 
fun. No, I mean, it's not gonna suck. Yeah. And no, I, I mean he he, he got he got hurt he got hurt by the no practice thing because he's good at making his car he's good at making his car better which is why he's been so great and because he didn't have that time it obviously showed. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go truck series. I'm, my boy Sean Creed. Look, oof, that's a tough one to beat. Um, I don't. There's no reason why he shouldn't go back to back other than his teammate, Zane Smith. I love Grant and Finger. I love Grant. I don't, the only reason why I don't like John Hunter is because I think KBM, they've di- digressed and they got a ways to go to get back. Um, they've lost a lot of key parts, I feel like. And so they, they could turn around, but I think that, uh, no, nah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Sheldon. Uh, back to back, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Harrison Burton in the Xfinity series. I'm gonna go with Harrison Burton. Listen, uh, last time I checked, love Noah, but last time I checked, Harrison ran him down in two laps from like 10, 15 cars back, and passed him at Texas and said, peace, and kicked him out of the playoffs. The two of them. Yeah, want to know yeah. in fights. Noah is. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, the te- you got to really watch the tape. One says they connected. One says they didn't. <laughs> what hurts more is a win on track or a win in the pits. I don't know. I'm going to go and say the win on track. Both are important. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go HB. Um, and then cup. Mm. Man, I really, I really want to go with, I really want to go with my heart is telling me Kyle Larson, but my brain is like, that'd be too much of a jump. I, I, I had this conversation with somebody last yesterday and I'm like, look, He's great. I love Kyle. But if he doesn't win next year, I'm not surprised because he was a year off from the most competitive field of racing, like, in the world. It's so hard. So I'm going to go with uh, – I think, honestly, I think um, I think the kid in the 12 – even though he's my boy, I think the kid in the 12 has a lot to prove. Um, I, think, I think RB, they were so fast this year everywhere and they couldn't finish the deal and i think that's a driving factor but so that's my pick but i think my dark horse pick i'm not gonna say championship but if you guys don't keep an eye on tyler reddick to be primo i'm i'm like i don't expect him to win a championship but tyler reddick listen He's the real deal. He we, already, we already keep our eye on him because our buddy uh, Derek Nealon spots for him. So we Nealon. already he so we, he had a bunch of guys that that jumped on the Kyle Larson bandwagon because we, we all yeah. know Eric. And now there's a lot of, of people that are switching over to Tyler Reddick just because of that same reason. So we've already had our eyes sure. on him. He he impressed. And honestly, so when when you said champions this year, first thing that came to mind was Chase for me. That's just my Chase bias. Second two drives yeah. that came were were Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney. So honestly, like I think that I think the youth movement is finally here. I think that Ryan Blaney impressed like 
big. Like this whole, like the whole, the first half of the year, man, he impressed the hell out of me. And I've never, I'm not really like, I don't show up, I don't watch the race. Like let's go Ryan, but I never, I don't hate to see him do good ever. So right. it's kind of that deal where, you know, it, I think that he impressed me really like the first, even three quarters of the year and kind of tailed off at the end. And if he could just put that together, I think that he's going to be a shoe in for the, the final four. Bold prediction. The 23 finds victory lane this year. How many Bold times? Prediction. How many times? Uh, I'm going to say once. once. I honestly think it'll be a super speedway. Um, now they are basically the 95 team. Yep. From what I've heard, they're basically the 95 group which is important because chemistry is already there. Daryl ran and, you know, anyone call me a homer. Obviously, these guys are my boys. I mean, uh, for, for Christmas, I, I got them. I got them this picture of, of our uh, three together, right? But, like, but like, and they sponsor me. Like, whatever. You can call me a homer or not. But the proof is in the pudding. He ran third in the 43 car at Indianapolis. And had two chances at speedway races to win the thing. Like, it, it's it's pretty – like, if, if Logano doesn't door slam him to where it cuts a tire, basically, I mean – We so. have said previously on the show that we think that Bubba is better than the 43 car. I think I, we've said that, you know, a couple times. You know, he obviously proved his talent when he was driving for KBM for Kyle – you know, the fact that he won there and then, you know, wins other various truck races is, is proof. Like you said, proof is in the pudding where, you know, he doesn't yeah. suck what he does, obviously. Uh, the, he, he ran the six car and was fourth in points with the six car when they were not really, yeah, Bush won the championship, but he only won two races. And, it's not like and he it so like, what, where does he, where does he get to prove his, his talents? You know what I mean? Um, but I think one thing I, I do want to ask, um, you know, uh, maybe been trying to stay away from it a little bit, but you brought up Kyle Larson. You know, we all know. Yeah, him let's, this past let's year. hit it. Um, you know, what what were your thoughts on that, man? Like, how, did that affect you in any way, or what were your thoughts, or did you anybody reach out, or you know, again, you're you know, we're a couple of white kids from Maine. You're the black kid from Vermont. You're down there trying to do what you got to do in NASCAR, and then that happens. So, what were yeah. you that to kind of close the show out here? I, I love I love this as the last little little part that we talk about. Um, I you know what? Hang on one second because this person I'm supposed to get food with is really blowing me up. Sorry, and because I need to know what she wants. While you're texting there too, we we had a show too where we kind of talked about that word that was used. Yeah, know, we're not gonna say it because that's how you get canceled. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, th- that's that's something that's been kind of in the vocabulary of race car drivers in general maybe it's a northeast thing or whatever but it's 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 a verbiage of like um you know somebody moved me out of the way so you yeah 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 yeah, right yeah no i know heard that um yeah you know i'm not gonna lie like i've been one to use that you know not really thinking what the side effects of it is um Mm -hmm. so you hear you know what comes out on on iRacing with with kyle larson all that so what was your first take on that? And then, you know, what, what, you know, take us through your whole thought process of what happened. There. So let's go back to the word, right? Like, so in, in our industry, in racing, um, it's uh, nah, I'm going to go off and yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to go off and say that people that use the word that before, 
right, before the Larson situation that used the word, you know, I'm not, I don't think they're racist. I don't think everyone that uses that word is racist. You know, we, I hear it in music. Um, I don't think that that's a black on black hate crime either when I hear it there. Uh, now, the thing that people don't really get is that it, it affects people of color very differently when it comes from someone not of color. Now, for me, it, I don't like being called it at all, like period. Like, do not, like, I know I'm black. I don't use the word and I don't expect anyone around me to use the word. To, to this point to where I don't use the word and people around me that I know at least used to use the word or use it when I'm not around, don't use it around me. Like I know that they don't. Um, and I respect them for not, right? Because that means they respect me enough as a person to not. Because um, I don't use it. I don't use it. I don't use it when I'm listening to music. I don't use it at all. I, I just don't. I don't like the word. I don't like. Ever since I watched Coach Carter, honestly, I watched Coach Carter, and he's talking to the team, and he's like, look, like that word was used in a derogatory term towards our ancestors. If you use it, that makes everyone else feel like they can use it. And I'm like, wow, that really resonated with me. I'm like, that, that's a good point. That, and mind you, that's Samuel L. Jackson playing coach. Like, he's not going to take that role and know that part is in the script without knowing what it means. And to me, I really latched on to that. And I'm like, I'm not going to use it because I don't want to use I don't want to hear it. Um, so when it comes to Kyle, I love Kyle. Kyle's one, we won a championship together. We, we've grown up together. I, I know his kids, I know his family, I know his parents. I know, you know, I text him right now and he'd respond. You know, I just texted him a picture of me and him from our championship banquet. He's like, someone should have helped us get back. You know what I mean? Like we're boys. He made a very large mistake. He messed up bad, bad, bad. And he paid the more, I honestly think he probably paid more of a price than most people who make large mistakes um, paid. But to that point, to his credit as a human, as a person, as a man, he has put in more work to learn about the word than anybody else. He has put in more work to better himself than any other professional that has made a mistake. I, you can't name me one that's at this type of level that has um, put in this kind of work that you can visibly see. What he did in Minnesota, and just going in and learning and, and learning and learning, and it, it resonated. Like his letter, his basically Players Tribune that he wrote, unbelievable. Like it was, it was, it was amazing. So um, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. That's my guy. And bro, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. What are you doing? But uh, you know, in different cultures, there's something that people need to remember too. Different cultures, words come across differently, and not his culture, but he hangs out and races a lot with people from Australia. Not, I'm not saying they're bad people, but I'm saying that their language hits different and means different. Um, 
I don't know a ton about that culture, but I do know that they use words differently, just like we use words differently. And everything means different things. Like you can use a lot of words. It, it strikes different. Yeah, I know a certain word that they use towards women here. If I hear it here, I'm ready to fight for, for a female over here and here versus dudes across the pond that are calling each other that, you know? So culturally things are different. And I think, I think it was one of those deals he got caught up and he used, obviously he used it in his vocabulary and obviously it's something that he had to get out. I mean, he used it too frequently for it to just roll like that, but he knows, he knows. And I respect him for doing what he, I, I told him from jump. I said, Hey man, I know you messed up, but I know who you are as a person. I got your back. I'm with you. And um, I actually talked to Tony Stewart about the situation. Uh, Clinton Yates from ESPN, the Undefeated Podcast, called me. And we had an interview about the situation. Um, and Kyle's a great guy. He's a great father. He's a good husband. He's a great person. And um, I will defend my friends. And if I didn't believe in him, I wouldn't defend him because what's that to me, right? And so I will stamp my name on on that any day that Kyle Larson is a good person and made a terrible mistake. But people also need to remember we all make mistakes and we all make poor choices and use poor words. But at the same token, not all of us are on that kind of platform. So there's a lot of people out there that say a lot of things they shouldn't say and no one cares. That, that matters that at that point, you're not just anybody anymore. So, you know, uh, it sucked. It sucked to hear it, but uh, I was proud of him for putting in the work and the effort to understand what it's all about. I was proud of him and how he went about it in silence. Um, I was proud of the season that he put together on dirt. I'm sure those guys are super excited that he's never coming back for another like 20 years of full-time dirt racing because he spanked them. Um, I mean, at one point he was plus 50% plus 50% in wins after like 80 starts. That's ridiculous. So, um, and I think Kyle Larson is going to win two out of the next four championships in the Cup Series. He could win one this, this year. If he doesn't win one this year, by the time he figures out that new car, he'll win two. I, that's just what I believe. I think he's, I think he is the best talent that we have seen in a very long time. Um, uh, he wins at every level. He uplifts every team. 42 car went from being a playoff team to, I don't remember the last time someone mentioned the 42 car. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and that matters. So he's not a bad guy. He's a great guy. He's, he's given, he sponsored me to go to races and go racing. Um, you know, he's my brother. I, I got his back at any point and you know even your blood family i think there's something important even your blood family when they do something wrong you still support them in their in their comeback so i think it'd be uh disingenuous 
to not support this man and his comeback. And he's going to become a leader in changing. Like you said, it's in our, it's, it's in motorsports. And there's now at this point, no one better to lead that change. Right. than Kyle Larson, cause he moves the needle. And if he's going to hold you accountable, you're definitely going to hold yourself accountable because he's that guy. I think that that was honestly the perfect way to end this. Honestly. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that you, we were able to sit down and talk to you a little bit, man. Again, you know, a couple hours ago, you know, short of meeting you at uh, Pensacola, I had absolutely no idea who Dylan Smith was uh, after this yeah. conversation. I feel like I know you on a pretty personal level at this point, And I, I still hey, have I hope so. in person. Hopefully all the listeners feel the same way. Um, I think I'm going to text you probably quite, quite often now, honestly, because yeah, you know, your mind kind of blows me away. I think that we're going to, we're going to put something pretty special together. Come the summertime here. We're going to, we're going to get mama moments and uh, black flag podcast together, get some bangers going. Um, you know, send, send us some, you know, truly and mama merch and uh, you know, we'll spread it around the Northeast here, get you, get you all over the place. But um, this has truly been amazing, man. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for educating us on, you know, maybe some stuff that we've been, we've been lacking in the past and we'll, I I'll admit it. I've, I've done some th- stuff and said some stuff I probably shouldn't have, but, um, Oh, me too, bro. It me is too. what it is. Hashtag it is what it is, man. And, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to move forward here and, uh, you know, this is, this has been, this has been great. So, uh, thank you for all, oh, that yeah. you do, all that you can oh, yeah. do, all that you want to do. And hopefully this will become a, a pretty cool partnership here in the future. And, uh, I think oh, we'll, yeah. we'll close this out here. I just want to say thanks again, buddy. Uh, this is cool. You know, aside from meeting you at, at Pensacola at Five Flags, just like Charlie said, didn't really know who Dylan Smith was. And, and it's cool, these podcasts, you kind of feel, even though we're through a screen, it feels like we know each other yeah. on a personal level, kind of. So, uh, yeah, sure, I can't, sure. can't wait for that that party that we're going to throw. I'm sure that all my buddies are going to be in the woodworks, you know, maybe a little earlier. I'll, I'll start getting some group text messages within the next week. good. <laughs> We'll get some. We'll get some trulies and and we'll we'll throw down for sure. We're gonna get trulies. Hey boys. We're gonna have a party, which a party in and of itself, you know, the human race in general, especially at a racetrack, that's the the definition of inclusion here. So, let's let's do what we can and just throw an absolute banger at Loudon. Absolute banger. Hey boys, you got my number. Hit me up anytime. Any question, any way I can help progress what you guys are doing, I'm down to do it. I love you know, reaching back and helping my people back home. Um, and you guys, you guys know, it's a great day to be alive. That is what I say every day. And I'm going to say tonight, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, man. Go get some dinner and uh, maybe we'll call you about some other guests here. But thank you again. Appreciate it. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.